UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph University College Football. We're minutes away from today's kickoff, and it's time for the Ultimate Sports Talk Mount St. Joseph pregame show. A comprehensive look at this Lions football game and a chat with Coach Tyler Hopperton. And now, the Ultimate Sports Talk Mount St. Joseph pregame show. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Franklin College in Franklin, Indiana. I'm Dave Mitchell, and welcome to this afternoon's pregame show as the Mount St. Joseph Lions on the road for the final time in this 2017 college football season, taking on the first place and seven-time Heartland Conference champion, the Franklin Grizzlies, here this afternoon. Boy, these teams are coming in after playing big games last week. Of course, the Lions after that nine-touchdown performance by Chayton Tomlin last week, won over Anderson, 71-27. to Tomlin in that football game completed 27-48 of for 500 yards and had nine TD passes, which tied a 15-year-old NCAA Division III record for touchdown passes in a football game. Tomlin takes the snap, drops back on second and five. He's going to throw it upfield. It is complete on the play. The Lions have got it at the 20 to the 15 to the 10. They fumble it in the end zone, and dropping on it, down they will. Tomlin so far today, four for five. He has been outstanding. Dropping back, looks to his left. He's going to throw it in on the fade pattern. He's got lines open in the end zone, touchdown. Tomlin out of the pistol, trips to the far side, dropping back Tomlin. Looking up the field. He's going to throw it deep into the end zone. He has got Roberts. Roberts completed the five and takes it into the end zone for the score. That is four touchdown passes today for Chayton Tomlin. Tomlin with Pearson to his right. Ball on the far hash mark on third and ten from the 30. Looks upfield. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone. He's got Sprouse complete. Touchdown! Boy, he had Sprouse right down the middle, and Satan laid it out there perfectly for Sprouse to grab and take into the end zone for the 30-yard touchdown pass of the day, his fifth. Tomlin drops back on first and 10 from the 31, throws it into the left corner of the end zone. He's got a receiver. That's Earls. He caught the football for the score. Earls went up mano a mano and came down with the football and scored from the 31-yard line. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looks over the middle. He's got a receiver. Is that Roberts? He's caught the ball. Touchdown. Roberts, he was double covered, and he caught it in the back edge of the end zone for the score. Second and goal. High snap. Handoff. Fake handoff to Pearson. Throws it to the goal line. Complete. Touchdown on the play. Touchdown thrown to Nick Murphy. Murphy, the freshman from Georgia, Dawsonville, Georgia, with his touchdown for the day. That's eight touchdown passes for Tomlin. Dropping back, Tomlin. Tomlin's going to throw it up the left-hand side. He's got a receiver. It is caught in a touchdown. Nice catch on the play by Treyon Taylor, and he goes in for the score. 11-15 left to go in the ball game, and the Lions now lead it 70-27. to Well, that performance game, Tomlin, the Heartland Conference Offensive Player of the Week award, he's now thrown 30 touchdown passes this season, has 58 in his career. The other records the Lions set last Saturday against Anderson were total offense in a game. They had 709 yards. Passing yards in a game, that was 500. And total points, 71. As a matter of fact, that was the second straight week that the Lions have broken the school record for most points in a ball game. 
Ten different Lions caught passes in the game with six different receivers on the end of touchdown passes. The receiving core was led again by Grayson Roberts. He had six catches in the ball game, 164 yards and four TVs. Cooper Earls, A.J. Glines, Kendall Sproul, and Deshaun Shepard, along with Nick Murphy, all were on the receiving end of a Tomlin TD pass. Darius Pearson, well, he came out of nowhere and carried the ball nine times for 114 yards in the game, and that was his first career 100-yard rushing performance. The Lions' first five drives of the game, they scored four touchdowns and added a Jerry Porter field goal to jump out to a 30 to nothing lead in the first quarter. Anderson made it 30-13 to before the Lions started their onslaught again. They scored ten more points before halftime, carrying with them a 40-13 to lead into the break. Jerry Porter was also named this week as the Heartland Conference Special Teams Player of the Week. And over the two past two games, get this, the Lions have outscored their opponents 137-34. to I don't care how bad the opponents have been in Earlham and Anderson. I don't care what you say. You can look at what this team has done offensively over the past two years, and they are almost perfect. If you take away the turnovers that they've had, the fumbles and the interceptions, this team has played almost perfect offensive football over the last two weeks. Are they going to have to do that again today against Franklin? Probably not perfect, but they cannot turn the football over in key situations in this game. And if it turns out to be a shootout between Franklin's quarterback, Chase Burton, and Mount St. Joseph's quarterback, Jayton Tomlin, well, this one could be a very exciting game. Franklin, well, they're on top of the Heartland Conference all by themselves thanks to their 7-point 29-22 victory at Rose Holman last week. Mike Leonard is the coach of the Grizzlies. He took over this job in 2003. He received his bachelor's degree from Hanover in 1984, his master's from DePauw in 1986. He has also coached places like Butler in 1992, Holy Cross in 1991, and he has also been an assistant at the University of Alabama in 1986. And if I am not mistaken, that was not under (laughs) Nick Saban at the University of Alabama. He's won seven straight Heartland Conference titles, and they're looking for number eight this year, and they have won nine of their last ten conference championships. With two more wins, or a win today and a Rose Holman loss, that'll give them that title. Leonard, he has guided the Grizzlies to a 59-2 and league record, including five undefeated conference seasons over the past six years. So he easily has been one of the most successful coaches the Heartland Conference has ever seen. He's got an 820 winning percentage during his 14 years on the sideline. The Lions, well, they're going to battle a quarterback today probably just a little bit better than Chayton Tomlin and Chase Burton. Burton is second to Tomlin in almost all passing stats. So, like we said, this one could end up being a shootout. The last time these two teams met was over at Mount St. Joseph University on Saturday, October 29th, and Franklin ended up winning it 56-24. to They scored 35 and answered second-half points to win the game. They trailed 24-21 with 9.40 left to go in the third quarter, but they regained the lead on a 49-yard touchdown pass from Chase Burton. The score then put Franklin ahead 28-24 at the 8.02 mark of the quarter. 
Jason Tomlin. Well, he threw for 374 yards in the game, but the Lions just couldn't run the football, accumulating only 51 yards, and that's what they're going to have to do today. They're going to have to be more balanced, at least somewhere near a 75-25 percentage balance between the pass and the run today against a tough Franklin ball ball club. Mount St. Joe, they are coached by Tyler Hopperton in his first year. Five wins, three career defeats. But Franklin, well, they've got the elder statesman of the Heartland Conference as far as the coaching ranks are concerned. Mike Leonard in his 15th year, 113 wins against 47 career defeats. There was some college football action in the top 25 earlier this week. We'll go over that, what's going to happen today. We'll highlight that Penn State-Ohio State game coming up later on this afternoon and tell you what's happening in the Heartland Conference. Go over the standings. We'll do all that when we return right after this timeout. A dental sealant is a thin coating that's painted on teeth. It's a quick, easy, and painless way to help prevent cavities in children. Sealants prevent the most cavities when applied soon after permanent molars come in. That's about age 6 for first molars and age 12 for second molars. Sealants can protect against cavities for up to nine years. They can be applied in dental offices or using portable dental equipment in community settings like schools. Although the number of children in the U.S. with sealants has increased over time, low-income children are 20% less likely to have sealants and twice as likely to have untreated cavities than higher-income children. Untreated cavities can cause pain, infection, and problems eating, speaking, and learning. Applying sealants in schools for low-income children could save millions in dental treatment costs. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash vital signs. Well, this is just a beautiful facility here at Franklin, and of course you would expect that, especially considering the success that they have had under Mike Leonard as their head coach, but they've got the prescription turf. It is cloudy. No rain in sight as of right now, but the temperature hovering around 37, 38 degrees. So this is really the first football game that the Lions have played in this season, that the temperature is going to be below 60 degrees by my recollection. The only time they've had bad weather was the first week of the season, and that was against Capital in Columbus, and that was only because it was rainy, but the temperature was still around 75 degrees then. Well, earlier this week on Thursday and Friday night, last night, there was some college football action for you in the top 25. On Thursday night, Stanford came away with a one-point victory over Oregon State. Stanford came into that ballgame ranked 20th on the season. On Friday night, last night, Memphis, number 24 on the week as far as the AP Top 25 rankings. Well, they destroyed Tulane by 30, 56 to 26. Now, today, of course, is that big number two ranked Penn State, the Nittany Lions, come into the horseshoe to take on the sixth ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. We'll have Kirk Herbstreet's ideas on what's going to happen in that football game coming up at halftime here this afternoon. There's also a couple of other games. Cincinnati has got the day off, by the way, but Kentucky is going to be kicking it off at 7.30 tonight against that team from Tennessee, a team in which the Volunteers and their head coach, Butch Jones, boy, they have had a lot of problems over the past few weeks. There's some noon games that are underway already, but no scores as of right now. Wisconsin is is playing at Illinois, number five, Wisconsin. Number eight, Miami is at North Carolina. Number 11, Oklahoma State is at number 22, West Virginia. And at 3.30 this afternoon in games that are kicking off, it is Georgia playing at Florida. 
Number four, TCU, is at number 25, Iowa State. Number 14, North Carolina State, is at number nine, Notre Dame. UCLA is going to 12th-ranked Washington. 16th-ranked Michigan State. They just keep hanging in there in the Big Ten race. They're at Northwestern, but they had problems today. They actually did not get into Northwestern until last night. They're five hours behind their schedule because their plane couldn't take off, so they had to take a bus to Northwestern today. Houston is at 17th ranked South Florida. It's number five Austin P at 18th ranked University of Central Florida. At 7 o'clock tonight, Duke goes to West Virginia. At 8 o'clock tonight, it's Georgia Tech at 7th-ranked Clemson. Texas Tech will be at number 10, Oklahoma. And at 9.30, number 15, Washington State is at Arizona. While at 10.30 tonight, 21st-ranked USC will be at Arizona State. Last week in the Heartland Conference, that big one, Franklin defeated Rose Holman 29-22 to take over sole possession of first place in the league. Manchester defeated Bluffton 28-21. Hanover over Earlham 45-14. Earlham now has lost 39 straight games. And Defiance was off last week. So that means in the Heartland Conference... Franklin is on top of it with a 5-0 and mark. Then comes Rose Holman at 5-1. and Mount St. Joseph is at 4-2. and Hanover at 3-2. and Then Manchester and Bluffton, along with Defiance, are at 2-3. and Anderson is at 1-5, and and Earlham is 0-5, and, and they hold up the bottom. So today, in the Heartland Conference, Hanover is playing at Defiance. All these are 1-30 starts. Rose Holman is at Bluffton, and Manchester will be at Earlham. Anderson is off today. Now, if you're wondering why Mount St. Joseph has really played one more game than everybody else in the conference, that's because their bye week happens in two weeks. They actually finish up the season next week at home against Defiance, and then their bye week is the following week, November 11th. One of the great stories this season, though, for the Lions has been the emergence of defensive back Troy Speakman. The freshman from Central Crossing High School in Grove City didn't play in the first three games for the Lions this year, but he's now a key part of this team, and I spoke with him earlier this week. Troy, before today's game, first of all, talk a little bit about how this year has gone for you, because I know the first three games you barely had an opportunity to see the field, but boy, when you did, you really took advantage of your opportunities. Yeah, uh... I had a lot of the off season. I was always in the mix, but then we came to our first scrimmage, and I kind of didn't play my best game. And uh, I worked through JV games and made it back on the field. And uh, they moved a couple people around, and I happened to make my way into the mix and did well enough to stay in the starting lineup. What is it more difficult to do, run back kickoffs or run back punts? Uh, most people would say run back punts. But I believe it's kickoffs for me. I, it's just a little bit less natural. What's the rule of thumb for you on punts, Troy, when you're you're looking at it? When do you decide to fair catch? When do you decide to run it? Uh, the first guy, always that. And so I, I'm looking at the closest guy to me and nobody else, really. And if he's far enough away that I think I can beat him, then I try to take it back. Now, you were also you're moved into the starting rotation at the cornerback position. Talk a little bit about what it is that you like about that position and what challenges it brings to you. Well, it's my first year ever playing corner. I was a safety in high school, and it's a lot. I've never played press, so it's a lot different, but Coach Thompson's really good with technique and looking at the hips and everything, and I think I think it's really helping a lot. You know, one of the old rules is when you're running back kickoffs or punts is 
it's your responsibility as the returner to beat the first guy and then follow your blocks. Is that what you do? Yeah, that's all I try to do, make the first guy miss and then just let the blockers do the rest. Which do you like better, kickoffs or punts? Punts for sure. <laughs> it's a lot scarier, a lot more risk, but it, it, it's fun to do. It's a good it's a good adrenaline rush. Now, a couple weeks ago, of course, you broke the school record two-punt returns. You won the Harlan Conference Special Teams Player of the Week. you got to be proud of your accomplishments and what you've done so far this season in such, such a short amount of time. Yeah, but there's still a lot of work to do, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think I can help a lot more than I have. Like what? Talk about that. Uh, in coverage and just I want to become the defensive. Like I want to become one of the main parts of our defense. I don't want to be like a role player. I want to go out there, do my job, and eventually within my four years be the star of the defense. What are you studying? Uh, accounting. Is that what you want to do when you get out of school? Yep. Good luck the rest of the year, Troy. Thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you. Of course, Speakman, with the success that he's had over the past few weeks, you would think it might have gone to his head, but he is about as level-headed a player as you will find on this Mount St. Joseph squad. We're about 15 minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's ballgame, Franklin and the Mount St. Joseph Lions. I'm Dave Mitchell, and we'll be back with more on this afternoon's pregame show, including a chat with head coach Tyler Hopperton after this. I know I need to pay attention to my health but I just can't seem to find the time. Between rushing to work and taking care of the kids, there's not much time left over for me. So I decided to start small by eating more fruits and vegetables and being more active. And then I got the family to make some changes too. We started by keeping a bowl of fresh fruit on the counter and I limit the amount of sweet snacks I keep in the house. I've also found some creative ways to add more vegetables to our meals. We're taking more walks, and on the weekends, we head down to the pool at the rec center. It doesn't happen every day, but it does happen. You don't have to change your entire life to be healthier. Just make some simple changes and include your family. You'll see how easy and fun it can be. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. Back at Franklin College, I'm Dave Mitchell with this afternoon's ball game. The Grizzlies come into this one with a record of 5-2. and two. They are 5-0 and oh and in first place in the Heartland Conference. They are 2-0 and oh here at home and 3-1 and one on the road under head coach Mike Leonard in his 15th year. 113 victories in his career at the, as the Grizzlies head coach and 47 career defeats. Last week, they won by 7 points over Rose Holman on the road, 29 to 22. They're averaging 542 yards of total offense per game, 400 through the air, 142 yards on the ground. So they're actually more balanced than the Lions are coming into this game. And in order for the Lions to win today, they've got to make Franklin one-dimensional and put pressure on the quarterback, the senior Chase Burton. Now, we'll talk with Hop coming up here in just a few minutes, and he says that's going to be tough to do today. Senior Chase Burton is a handle on this offense for Mike Leonard. He is first in the conference in completion percentage, yards, yards per game, and passing efficiency. And he's second in the league in touchdown passes and completions. He's done all that and only thrown four interceptions all year. So he's got a handle on this offense. Senior Deontes Alexander, he's Burton's favorite receiver. He's got 31 catches this year for 12 touchdowns, averaging 99 yards per game and an average of 22.5 yards per catch, easily leading 
the league at that category. But they don't have a main rusher, and they're going to depend upon Burton to win games, and he has done that for the past two seasons. They come into today's game averaging 39.5 points per game. They had 69 as a high against Manchester in Week 5. And defensively, they give up just under 25 points a game with a low of 12 in Week 3 against Defiance, which is a differential of 14.5 points per game. Well, the Mount St. Joseph Lions, they're 5-3, and 4-2, and two, and entrenched in third in the Heartland Conference. 3-1 and one on the road. This is their final road game of the year under head coach Tyler Hopperton in his first year. Five wins against three defeats. Last week, we don't have to say any more, there was a 71-27 victory at Anderson. And they have actually put on an offensive show the past two weeks, and it's been because of quick starts. On the Lions' first five drives of the game, they scored four touchdowns against Anderson last week, and they've outscored their opponents over the last two weeks, 137-34. to Coach Hopperton talked about that and more on this week's pregame interview. Hop, as you head into this afternoon's ballgame, first of all, have you ever seen a performance in your career or in your playing career, anything like Tomlin had last week? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, it, it definitely was was exciting, and you know, we uh, were fortunate enough to break some Mount St. Joe records, and obviously Chayton did. But you know, the scoring record overall was 71 points and, and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, it definitely was a quick start, jumping out to 30 points, you know, 30 nothing lead pretty quick. Um, but it was exciting. It, it was it was cool to see, you know, just a couple weeks after he had probably the worst game of his young career, that you know that he's followed up with two strong weeks. You know, Caleb Durrell told me that. Thursday was his best day of practice throughout the entire season. He really has carried it over into the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the thing about Chayton that we talked about um, in the preseason was, you know, it, it's confidence, and not only his self-confidence, but also guys' confidence in him, where they just believe he's going to make something happen. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, when, when you look at him, he's not super physically imposing. Um, you know, his attitude, he's actually kind of a goofy kid. Um, but they just think he's going to make it happen, and, and he does too. So the last couple of weeks, you know, he's practiced with confidence and then followed that up playing with that confidence. All right, now you've done this against Anderson. You've done this against Earlham. But Franklin and Rose Holman, the two teams that are in the top spots, have not. What has been the key to the offense over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, well, I, I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, Obviously, this is a new offense, new offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, new new scheme, new that. And so I think, you know, as we get later in the year, you know, our guys are finally, you know, like our receivers and the timing with the quarterbacks, I think it's finally getting to uh, to be more consistent. You know, we, we've had, obviously, you know, good things happen, but, you know, we have good players, so sometimes it, it makes it happen <clears throat> regardless of scheme. So I think these last couple of weeks we're finally seeing, um, you know, our offensive system see some consistency and the guys kind of buy into it and the routes are being more consistent so the passes are more consistent and I think they're getting confidence uh, in that. You know, I've got to ask you also about Anderson's quarterback, the Blake Levy kid. I thought he was, he played an outstanding football game last week when he was in there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they you know, they always have good athletes and they have good players and yeah he definitely is a good one you know I know they they've struggled with retention in the past you know uh, they had eight all-conference players last year only one of those guys returned um, so I mean they're, they're able to get guys in and, and so if they can keep them I mean they'll, they'll get better really fast and so they definitely have some good guys and we um, you know we're definitely complimentary to the coaches and to some of those young guys and even encouraging them to hey keep doing what you're doing I know it can be frustrating to lose and especially you know the way we were able to beat them but um, you know, trying to encourage that because, you know, when our league gets better, it only helps all of us. 
Now you've got Franklin, and Franklin beat, defeated Rose Holman last week, so they've got the number one spot in the conference right now. You can really play the, the, the part of the spoiler in this game coming up. Yeah, I mean, you know, going into this game, we're, we're you know, obvious underdogs, if you will. Um, but as I've told you each week, it's about ourselves. You know, anything that we've done, uh, like against Rose Holman, we got in our own way. You know, a lot of, um, you know, defensive miscommunication, um, you know, bad timing on the offense, um, you know, not executing on special teams like against Bluffton and, you know, all things that we got in our own way. And so, yeah, I mean, Franklin's definitely in the front seat, but, you know, right now we're still battling to, to beat ourselves. And then if we feel like we can reach our full potential, we feel like we have a shot. Has Darius Pearson moved himself into the running back talk? Um, yeah, he's definitely in the mix. Um, you know, but we're still, you know, in practice, it's kind of like each, each day between practice and game performance, it kind of keeps rotating, you know, in terms of who's kind of taking the lead. But I, I think the guys are kind of embracing that competition. You really got to try to balance it out, I would think, against Franklin on today's game. You know, you were primarily, what, 90-10 last week, passing as opposed to running. I would think you've got to balance that out today. Yeah, absolutely. I think balance just, you know, opens up each other. You know, if, if you can run a little bit, it opens up the pass. You can pass a little bit, it opens up the run. Uh, we were pretty um, thin at the offensive line last mm-hmm. week um, and then had two early injuries in the in the game. So we had a lot of guys that haven't played very much football. So, honestly, it was easier to kind of get the quick passing game out than it was to run with essentially a backup offensive line with uh, a mix of running backs. So timing was just kind of off last week. And, um, and Anderson has a good defensive line. So it was, it was a little rough to get anything going there. Um, so we had to try to get some of the quick game going, which is, is good on the coach's part of, of just trying to make whatever's working and trying to adjust and make it work. But, yeah, I would, I would agree that balance is, is going to be necessary today. How do you defend against a, a Chase Burton for Franklin? How do you defend against him? Do you put a spy on him? What do you do? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the scores of the last six or seven years, you it's safe to say that we're still figuring it out. <laughs> I mean, they've done a great job, you know, and, and they, uh, Franklin is a great program. Coach Leonard um, and, and Coach Rock and Coach Yeast, they do a great job. And, and, and they're great guys who, who are able to withstand coaching changes, um, player changes, all that kind of stuff, and, and still play at, at the highest level of our conference and, and often in the country. And so, I mean, that, that, that's hard overall, but especially with, with a player like Burton, he's a special player. Um, you know, his, his timing and consistency, and, I mean, he's just dominated the, the stat leaderboard over the last couple of years, and especially in our conference, been Offensive Player of the Year the last couple of years. And, um, I mean, he's definitely a special player. You know, a lot of times with players, it's, it's getting them out of their rhythm, you know, and especially with quarterbacks. So mixing up coverages, you know, sending some pressures, things like that, you know, just trying to mix it up because um, he's, he's essentially a football coach on the field. And the, Bear, the Lions are going to have to do that today without a majority of their defensive backs because they are going to be actually playing without Tyler Hanna today. Hanna is out with that left ankle sprain, so he is out for today's game. And it will be Logan Day coming back into the lineup. Logan Day is going to start at the one corner spot, and Speakman will be at the other corner position. Otherwise, the Lions appear to be healthy. Of course, Colby Webb is playing with that groin injury again. Max Swoboda, though, is back, and he is going to be playing here this afternoon. So it's the Lions 5-3 and three on the year, 4-2 and two in the Heartland Conference, taking on the homestanding Franklin Grizzlies at 5-2 and two on the season, 5-0 and oh 
in the conference and number one in the conference. It's going to be a good one here today. I'm Dave Mitchell. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the Ultimate Sports Talk Mount St. Joseph pregame show. A look at today's game, the thoughts from head coach Tyler Hopperton, and insight about the way to victory. Mount St. Joseph football is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life can be taken from you at any moment. Two years ago, a brain aneurysm took my father's. I'm Natalie Necro, founder of the Joe Necro Foundation, committed to the awareness and funding for aneurysm research and treatment. Aneurysms, like the one that killed my father, are treatable. Help us find and fund the research needed to detect these sudden killers. Learn all you can at joenecrofoundation.org. Knuckling up for aneurysm research. The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. This game is being brought to you by The Wishbone on Del High, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call 330-830-9760. The Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Murphy's Promotions. Call 330-464-1970. The Mount St. Joseph University. And by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Mount St. Joseph University football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the stadium for today's game. It is cold and blustery in Franklin, Indiana, but other than that, it is a great day for college football. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell on UltimateSportsTalk.com, and we have got a great ball game set up for you here this afternoon. It is the first place, Franklin Grizzlies, at 5-2 and two overall, 5-0 and oh in Heartland Conference play, coming off of their win last week over Rose Holman, 29-22, taking on the... Upstart Mount St. Joseph Lions here this afternoon. The Lions looking to really put their name in the record books here today. They're five and three overall, four and two in conference play, and they could really throw with a victory today a monkey wrench into the conference standings. Because when you look at them, Franklin has got a half game lead over Rose Holman. Rose Holman is five and one. Franklin five and zero. Oh. And then you've got the Lions at four and two. So they could really throw a monkey wrench, as I said, into the conference standings with a victory here this afternoon. And it would take them from a pretender into a contender. Maybe not so much this year, but going into the conference season next year in Tyler Hopperton's second season. 
This one should be a good one. Boy, when you look at the ambiance around the stadium here in Franklin, you could see that this team is really a team that has won seven consecutive Heartland Conference championships. This is really D3 ambiance at its best. And Coach Hopperton told us that that was going to be the case. You've got so many tailgaters around here. It's going to be probably the best attendance game that we have seen this season in doing Lions football, not only from the home side, but from the road side. There is a good contingent following the Lions to this ball game this afternoon. And as I said in the pregame show, this is probably the first football game this year that the Lions are going to be playing in really inclement weather. I don't think there's any chance of rain here this afternoon, but the temperature is hovering right around the 37, 38 degree mark, and the wind is blowing out of the east and it's going to be blowing right into from left to right across the field. So anyone going from right to left, the wind is going to be blowing into their faces here today. And it is blowing because the flag's at the top of the goalpost and even the American flag right behind the goalpost are almost standing straight out. The Lions, they have won the coin toss, and they are going to defer, and that means... The football is going to go over for the first time here this afternoon to the Franklin Grizzlies and their quarterback, Chase Burton. That's going to be the key here this afternoon for the Lions. They have got to put some pressure on Burton. They have got to make him as uncomfortable as possible. And the Lions offensively, instead of being 90-10 percentage-wise, pass against the run like they were last week against Anderson. They have got to do something today in order to be able to have some semblance of a running game. And that is what they are going to need here this afternoon to keep this defense for the Grizzlies off balance. Now, as far as the Grizzlies are concerned, when you look at the stats, as far as the defensive lines are concerned, well, Mount St. Joseph is second in the conference in sacks with 20. The league leader is Rose Holman. They've got 38, but Franklin has only got 13. They are more of a read-and-react defensive line, whereas the Lions here today are going to try to get right out there and get into the face of Chase Burton. And we couldn't get Coach Hopperton to admit it, but it almost sounded like the Lions were going to have a spy on Burton here today. But who knows, because... The way the scores have been, as Coach Hop said in the pregame show, they haven't figured out a way to defend against Chase Burton as of yet, and hopefully they will do that here this afternoon. So we're about set to go. The Lions are going to kick it off. It's going to be Spencer Dufresne. The Lions will be going from right to left across your computer screen. Mount St. Joseph in their road white uniforms with blue numerals and gold trim white helmets. And for Franklin, they're in their home gold uniforms with black pants, black helmets, and black numerals. Back set to return, it is going to be Cole Stogner and Jacob Earl, and Dufresne kicks it off, and it's going to go into the end zone and through the end zone for a touchback, so Franklin will start at first and ten 
at their own 25-yard line. And, of course, they start out with Chase Burton, the quarterback, 6'2", 195-pound senior. He's been the offensive player of the year in the Heartland for the last two years. Jordan Brown will be the running back at the wide receivers. It's Deontay Alexander, number one. Lee Robolewski is a one-wide receiver, number 11. And Tanner Robolewski is at the other wide receiver. They are twins. And they are split out to the right-hand side. Brown to the right, out of the pistol. And Burton, fake handoff. He's looking up the right side, and it's going to be complete to Tanner Robolewski. And he catches it right in front of Gavin Edmondson. And he has run out of bounds at the 33-yard line. So a gain of about seven on that completion right away. And it brings up second down and call it a long two yards to go. Burton. He's running the offense, man in motion, and Burton throws a screen, and it is complete out to the left-hand side to Jordan Earl, and Earl's going to take it down inside the 20 to the 15, he's going to be run out of bounds at the 11-yard line. Big, big completion on the play of 56 yards on that screen pass, but there's a flag thrown all the way back to the line of scrimmage, and I think it's going to come back. And it should be a hold against Franklin, and we'll see what the penalty is going to be as the officials are going to talk things over, and now they'll tell the crowd. So it is a holding penalty called against the Grizzlies, so that will mark them back from the spot of the foul, back to the 26-yard line, so it eliminates that big play that the Grizzlies had into the football game now and there are a tremendous amount of players that Franklin dresses Lamonte Richardson into the ball game Robolewski out to the right hand side Burton out of the street shotgun he's going to throw it to a man in motion and that is Bonamini Bonamini's going to catch him in the flat out of the backfield and he takes it across the 25 out to the 30 yard line and he is going to be close to a first down, and he's got the first down. So a gain of nine on that reception, and Franklin continues to move against the Mount St. Joseph defense, which we'll get for you here in just a second. First and ten from the 35. Burton hands it off up the middle, and it's going to go to Jacob Brown, and Jordan Brown, excuse me, and Brown takes it across the 35 out to the 40-yard line for a gain of about four on the play, second and six. We have just begun, 13:48 left to go in the first quarter. Dropping back on the play is the quarterback, Burton. He's going to throw it to Alexander. Alexander at the 45 to the 50 into Mount St. Joe territory to the 42-yard line, and then he'll be dropped at the 37-yard line. So a big reception on the play. And it brings up first down, as now Franklin has got it down to the 37-yard line of Mount St. Joseph. Franklin trying to move the football down the foot field as well as they can. Alex Smith into the ball game. Jordan Brown. Brown takes off right guard across the 35 and down to the 31-yard line. That's going to be a gain of six yards. Dustin Applegate with the tackle on the play. Nolan Miller, Applegate, Harden, and Logan Bright across that front line. The linebackers are Colby Webb, Sean Sullivan, and Nate Stone. And in the backfield, Troy Speakman, along with Tavon Robertson, Peyton Williams, and Gavin Edmondson. Dropping back is Burton. Burton's going to throw it out into the flat. Complete to Alexander at the 25. He's got a first down. Puts a move on Speakman to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown. 
Boy, Alexander put a move on Troy Speakman out on that right corner and just left Speakman grabbing grass. And Alexander took it in for the score. He came in averaging 22 and a half yards per catch. Well, that's about what he got on that one. And Franklin has jumped out on top of it early in this ball game by a six to nothing score. And they will bring in Stephen Colligan, a 6'4", 185-pound senior, to attempt the extra point with 12.44 left to go in this first quarter of play. Holder is Brad Bonamini, and it's a good snap. Holligan puts it up, and it is good. So, with 12.44 left to go in the first quarter of play, it is now 7-0. Franklin on that touchdown pass to Alexander with the lead. After years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern has moved. They are now just yards behind their old location into the Delhi Plaza, but only the location has changed. The Wishbone Tavern is still serving the best wings and burgers in town, and they offer a relaxed, family-style atmosphere. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth is going to water from the moment you step into the door. The Wishbone Tavern, a proud member of the community, open every day at 11, now in the Delhi Plaza, and if you haven't had an opportunity to stop in there and take a look at the new dates, do so. So it's 7 to nothing. Franklin on top of it after that 30-yard touchdown pass from Chase Burton to Deontay's Alexander. Six plays on the drive, 75 yards in 2 minutes, 16 seconds. Kicking it off is Colligan, and Speakman is going to let it bounce in front of him. He'll gather it in at the 10 to the 20, up the right side to the 30, and he's going to be hit at the 32 and dropped immediately on the play. So about a 22-yard return for Troy Speakman, first and 10 for the Lions, down 7 nothing, and let's see if the Lions' offense stays as hot as it has been over the past couple of weeks. Now I see a flag down. At about the 36-yard line, and let's see what that flag is going to be. They are discussing it. All season long, we've seen so many discussions between the officials here in the Heartland. It's going to be a dead ball foul, personal foul, called against Franklin. So that 15-yard penalty is going to mark it forward from about the 32-yard line. Should be out somewhere near the 47. And they'll spot it right at the 46 is where they will spot the football. So the Lions have it first and 10 for their first possession of the day at their own 46-yard line. And they'll go with the empty backfield. Trips out to the near side. Ball in the far hash mark. 12.37 left to go in the first quarter. It's 7-0 Franklin on top of it. Tomlin, fresh off his nine-touchdown performance last week. He drops back, throws it out into the flat, complete on the play to Tucker. Tucker across midfield in two. Franklin territory to the 48-yard line. It's going to be a gain of six on that reception, and it brings up second down and four yards to go for the Lions. They are now after one play in Franklin territory. Again, Trips out to the far side this time. Tomlin with an empty backfield onto the shotgun, looking things over. And he'll take the snap. Drop back, looks to his right. He's going to throw the ball deep over the middle. He's got a receiver incomplete. Boy, he had sprawls open, but he underthrew him, and it was knocked away on the play by the defensive back for Franklin, Jay McLean. McLean was in coverage. On Sprouls, and now Sprouls is going to leave the football game. And DJ Martin is into the contest. Trayon Taylor comes out wide to the left hand side. Blind is in the slot. 
Third down, four yards to go for the Lions. Tate Tomlin drops back, throws it out into the flat, complete on the play, and it goes to Treon Taylor. He's got it at the 45-yard line, and the Lions are going to be short of the first down by about a yard. And let's see what they decide to do. I think they're going to go ahead and punt the football away. And they bring in Jerry Porter. So on fourth and a yard in Franklin territory, Jerry Porter comes in to punt the football away. He's averaging 38 and a half yards per punt. And let's see if the Lions do. That's a good snap from center. Porter is going to punt the ball into the wind. It's a high end-over-end kick that will hit inside the 20, inside the 15 now, and roll dead at about the 13-yard line on the punt. So that's going to be a 33-yard punt. 11-20 left to go in the first half, first quarter. Your score, Grizzlies 7 and Mount St. Joseph nothing. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. Well, while you were away during that break, Franklin runs the ball with Jordan Brown. They've got the football first and 10 at their own 13. He runs it out to the 15-yard line for a gain of two, and it brings up second down, eight yards to go. Burton was four for four in that first possession on the touchdown drive for 69 yards and the TD toss from 30 yards out. They move Robolewski in motion to the far side. That's Lee Robolewski. They throw it out in the flat complete to Tanner Robolewski. He'll be hit at the 20. And a gain of five on that reception. And it brings up third down and two yards to go. Tanner Robolewski and Lee Robolewski. They are not identical twins. Lee Robolewski is 6'2", 190-pound senior. And Tanner is 6'4", 215. Third down, two yards to go. Ball at the 20-yard line. Burton drops back, looks to throw. Heavy rush. He's going to throw it out in the flat. Complete on the play to the 30-yard line. Nice catch by Brad Bonamini. Hit immediately and drug out of bounds. Seven yards on the reception and a first down for Franklin. Boy, they have been very, very efficient in their offense here today with that first down play. They have got four first downs. Handoff. Now Burton's going to keep it himself on the fake handoff across the 30, out to the 35-yard line for a gain of five. That's his first run of the day. Game time temperature here at Fought Stadium, 44 degrees. Burton with his first run brings up second down. Call it five yards to go at the 35-yard line. Now Burton switches Brown from the left side to the right side ball in the center of the field. Diamond formation trips out to the far side. Now Brown moves in motion out of the backfield. Throw Burton. Burton tries to throw it over to Brown, and I think he just went ahead and threw that one away as he saw nothing was developing on the play. So the incompletion. Burton's first of the day brings up third down, five yards to go. And now here's where the Lions defense has to stiffen and get the football back. Third down, five yards to go. Logan Day into the ballgame. He started at that cornerback position. And he's on Robolewski, who moves in motion. Dropping back is Burton. Burton's going to be hit behind the line. He's going to be sacked at the 30-yard line. 
First sack of the afternoon for the Lions defense. Loss of five on the play. It'll bring up fourth and ten, and it's punting time for the Grizzlies. So the Lions smelled out the pass, and Burton just had no time to do anything, and he couldn't even scribble, scramble out of the pocket. Looked like Applegate with the sack, and Corey Harden was in there. So coming in to punt the football away is Stephen Colligan. Colligan, a senior, six feet four inches tall. He's going to punt it away, and Speakman back at about his own 35-yard line to return this punt. Low line drive kick. Speakman's going to let it hit at about the 35-yard line, and it will roll out of bounds at the 31 on the play. So that's a 39-yard punt on the play for Colligan. And the Lions have the football first and 10 at their own 31-yard line. Second possession of the afternoon for the Lions. They're down 7 to nothing with 8.46 left to go in this first quarter of play. Tomlin, two for three in his first drive, nine yards. Very unlike what happened last week against Anderson when the Lions scored four out of the first five times they had the football. Tomlin empty backfield, and they move Sprouls in motion. Sprouls gets it on the jet across the 30. He's going to cut it up to the 35, spins away from a tackler to the 40, and he's going to be brought down at the 42-yard line, close to a first down on the play with Austin Fleming coming up from his linebacker position and making the tackle. And that will be a first down on the 10.5-yard gain by Sprouls on the play. Nice run. Tomlin. Empty backfield again. Hurry up. He's going to throw it out in the flat. Complete to G.J. Martin to the 45. Runs it out to the 48-yard line. Fumble on the play. And it's taken away by Franklin. Martin coughed it up. And it was grabbed by Faison Stevens at his corner position. The senior coming in with the turnover. And the Lions cough it up and give it back to Franklin in their own territory at the 47-yard line. Boy, that's one of the things that the Lions just could not do today is turn the football over, and they've done it with 8.21 left to go in the first quarter, down 7 nothing. So the Grizzlies have it first and 10 at the Lions' 47-yard line. They send receivers out wide on both sides. Jordan Brown out of the pistol to the right of Chase Burton. Burton drops back. He's going to throw it over the middle, complete to Alexander at the 41-yard line. Cuts inside to the 35 to the 30 and bowls over Colby Webb and takes it down to the 27-yard line on the play for a 20-yard reception and a first down for the Grizzlies. Boy, Burton is like a machine back there. He just absolutely knows where everyone is. And he moves Robolewski in motion, and he's going to throw it out into the flat complete to Lee Robolewski. He's got it at the 25, and he's spun down on the play by Logan Day at the 19-yard line. Gain of nine on that reception, and it brings up second down and a yard to go for the Grizzlies. But they are deep into the red zone of the Lions, already leading it 7 to nothing. 7.35 left to go in this first quarter. At halftime, we'll talk with Toby Kerrigan, the men's basketball coach from Mount St. Joseph. Blake Watson will handle the duties on that. Dropping back Burton. Burton looks over the middle. He's got a receiver, and that is complete to Tanner Robolewski, and he's going to take it down to the six-yard line. That's going to be another first down for the Grizzlies, and it'll be first and goal at the seven-yard line of the Lions. 
and the Grizzlies just continue to move the football up the field after this turnover. Handoff goes to Jordan Brown. Brown takes it inside the five, and he'll be stopped up right there by Applegate. Dustin with a nice play, the 250-pound junior, grabbing Brown and bringing him down after a two-yard gain, second and goal for the Grizzlies. And they bring in Alex Smith as a tight end. They go with their jumbo package, the Grizzlies do, here on second and goal from the Lions 5. Brown sets to the right. Now Smith moves in motion to the left-hand side, sets up in an H-back position. Hand off to Brown. Brown's going to take it to the four where he's wrapped up by Colby Webb. And also Applegate again. So it brings up third and goal, this time from the four. And here's another big play defensively for the Lions. Last time they had a third down and five, they came in and sacked Burton on the last possession, forced a punt. This time, they'd like to hold the Grizzlies to at least a field goal attempt. Wind blowing right into their face. Lee Robolewski in motion to the right. Now dropping back. Burton, no pressure. Throws it out into the flat complete to Smith. Smith dives into the end zone for the score. Second touchdown pass of the afternoon by Burton. And that one goes to Alex Smith, the tight end. And he just ran over a couple of Lions defenders. Took it into the end zone from four yards out, making the score now 13 to nothing. Grizzlies on top with 6.01 remaining in this first quarter. Colligan will come in to attempt the extra point with Bonamini holding, and they're kicking it directly into the wind, but Colligan, no problems with that one as he drills it through the upright. So there's 6.01 left to go in this first quarter, and your score is now Franklin 14 and the Lions nothing. Are you a small business owner that wants more customers? Of course. What business wouldn't? I'm Dave Mitchell. What if I told you I could help you increase your customer base, possibly 2,000%? You'd wonder how, right? OneCom Media can give you all the details. We can show you how to increase your customer base and give you a great return on your investment for your website. This means more customers, more business, and more money in your pocket. Get more details by calling me at OneCom Media. The number is 513-268-2799. Increase your customers with OneCom Media. 513-268-2799. Well, not the start that the Lions wanted in this one. They are down 14 to nothing. Burton, 10 of 11, passing 128 yards and two TDs. Jordan Brown, five rushes for 18 yards. Deontay's Alexander, four catches for 80 yards in this one, including a touchdown. Colligan had the ball teed up, and the wind blew it off the tee, so he'll try to tee it up again, and if it blows it off the tee one more time, which it just did, now they're going to have to bring in a holder. As the back judge is going to come in, and now Franklin will bring in someone from the side to hold on this kickoff, and that's going to be John McKinley, a defensive back, and he's going to hold it for Colligan, who will kick it off. He's kicking it off with the wind blowing directly into his face. Lines and Speakman are back at about the 10-yard line to return this kickoff, down 14 to nothing with six minutes remaining in the first quarter. Colligan kicks it off. It's a sideways kick that Speakman jumps up to catch at the 15 for the 20, cuts it to the right side, across the 25, and he'll be stacked up and down at the 26-yard line. So the Lions have it first and 10 just across their own 25 to the 26. 
Chayton Tomlin, three for four in the ball game for only 14 yards. And with 5.53 remaining to go in this first quarter, the Lions have the football down 14 to nothing. And it has been an ominous start for the Lions. That turnover did not help things the last time they had the football. They seemed to be moving it, but they coughed it up and gave it to the Grizzlies in their own territory. Tomlin, again, out of an empty backfield. Receivers on wide on both sides. They'll move Glanes in motion to the near side. Dropping back Tomlin. He's going to throw it over the middle. Incomplete to Grayson Roberts. Roberts running just a little slant in. And he couldn't catch up with that pass. Incomplete. Second down. And 10 yards to go for the Lions. Now Glines is going to come out of the football game. Tucker is in along with Sprouls. Tomlin with the diamond formation on the near side. Looking things over. Play clock down to 12, so he's got plenty of time. Looking over the defense now. And he'll take the snap. Drops back. No pressure. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. Knocked away and incomplete on a great defensive play by, again, Faison Stevens. He's got a fumble recovery and a defensive play on a nice play on the pass. So it brings up third down. And 10 yards to go. Tucker out of the ballgame. D.J. Martin back in. And also into the lineup for the Lions is Treyon Taylor. Five receivers, three out to the near side. Tomlin takes the snap on third and ten. Throws it over the middle. Complete on the play to Grayson Roberts. Roberts has got it. Check that. That's Glines. Glines takes it out to the 40. 13 yards on the reception. And a first down on the play. Boy, Tomlin put that right where it had to be, and Glines went down and caught it. Ball out to the 41-yard line, first and 10 for the Lions, and they go hurry up. Tomlin looking things over. He'll take the snap, drops out, throws it out into the flat, complete to Trayon Taylor at the 45-yard line, and he'll be brought down right there by Nathan Warman, one of the linebackers. Four yards on the reception, second and six with 5.15 left to go in the first quarter. Final game of the season next week at home against Defiance. That'll be senior day. Second down six from their own 45. Tomlin drops back. Looks up the right side. He's got Roberts there. He's got it at the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Roberts takes it in up the right side and takes it in for the 55-yard touchdown pass. And with 4.57 left to go in this first quarter of play, the Lions have now cut the lead to 14-6, and Jerry Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. Boy, Tomlin was throwing the ball with the wind. It's swirling here at the stadium, and looked like he was throwing it directly into the wind, and it was held up just a little bit. But Roberts ended up catching the football. Porter puts the extra point up, and it is no good just outside the right upright. So the Lions cannot convert on the extra point. And when you look at that, that is just the third extra point this season that the Lions have missed coming into today's game. They were 29, check it, just the second extra point that they've missed. They were 29 of 30 in extra point attempts, converting 97% of them. So now... Spencer Dufresne is going to kick the football off 
as he has taken over the kickoff duties. He did that about three weeks ago. 14-6 is your score with 4.57 left to go in this first quarter of play, and Tomlin just laid it right out there for Grayson Roberts to get the score. Lions now need to do something defensively as Franklin goes back set to return. And they have brought in Alex Smith. Alex Smith, the tight end, is one of the upbacks. Bonamini is back there. And it is going to be taken in by one of the upbacks. And that is Stogner. And Stogner takes it across the 30 to the 35. And he's going to be brought down at the 40-yard line. Boy, he just was one step away from breaking that. And it was... Gouch, who came in and brought him down. I apologize, it is not Gouch, it is Gooch. So Gooch came in and saved the touchdown. Ball at the 37-yard line, first and 10 for Franklin. 10 out of 11 passing today for 128 yards. And he says receivers. He's got four receivers, two on each side. Brings Lee Robolewski in motion to the right. Now goes back to the far side. Burton's going to drop back on first and ten. He wants to go deep. He's going to be hit and dropped. Nolan Miller came in and got the sack. Back at the 35-yard line for a loss of two. Second sack of the afternoon by the Lions defense. And that one by Nolan Miller. Boy, a big play by the Lions defense when they needed it. Brings up second down and 11 yards to go. You can tell Burton wanted to go deep. He's got Brown to the right of him on second and 11. Ball back at the 35-yard line. Dropping back Burton. Burton's going to throw over the middle. Complete on the play to Lee Robolewski, and he's got it out to the 45-yard line. Gain of 10 on the reception. 4.13 left to go in the quarter, and it brings up third down and two yards to go right at the 45-yard line. Another big play by the Lions, and let's see if they come back with their ears glued against Burton. Burton went up quickly to the line of scrimmage, but could not get the defensive line for the Lions to jump, so now he'll back up, look to the sideline and get the play, look over the defense on third and two. Play clock down to ten, plenty of time. Burton, he's got to run, and now he's going to be hit, and he's going to be dropped on the play. Corey Harden, third sack of the game, and he dropped Burton back to the 34-yard line. Loss of 11 on that play, and it is fourth down for Franklin, and they'll have to punt the football away. Well, that was one thing that the Lions hoped they could accomplish today, put pressure on Burton, not make him uncomfortable, and so far in this first quarter, they have got three sacks on the afternoon. Fourth and 12, and Colligan is going to come in and punt the football away from his own 34-yard line. Good snap, Speakman back, and now the whistles are blown, and it's going to be a legal procedure called against Franklin. So that will back them up another five yards from the 35, and then now they'll punt the football away from their own 30. 301 left to go in this first quarter of play. It is 14-6, Franklin leading it. They scored the first two times they had the football, and the Lions came back with a touchdown of their own the last time they had the ball to cut it to an eight-point deficit. So it's about 4th and 17 yards to go. So Colligan will come in to 
kick the football away. Wind swirling here, but Colligan gets a low line drive kick that Speakman is going to let hit inside the 20 to the 15, inside the 10, and it's going to be inside the 5 and down at the 3 yard line. That's a 67 yard punt into the wind by Colligan, and it pins the Lions. Well, they're going to say it's a 69 yard punt as they down it at the 1 yard line. So the Lions are going to be backed up in their own territory at the one-yard line with 2.37 left to go in this first quarter of play. That is one great punt by Colligan. So the Lions have it first and ten. Again, empty backfield. And this is where the empty backfield becomes dangerous in their shotgun in your own end zone. Tomlin looks to the right. He's got a receiver incomplete. Threw it behind Grayson Roberts. He got a hand on it, but couldn't bring it in. And boy, if he'd have let him just a little bit more, Roberts may have gone 99 yards for the score because he had a lot of green. The safety came over to cover the trips to the left. Same formation. Second down. Ten yards to go from their own one. Tomlin looking the defense over. They have got no safety over the top. They're almost daring the Lions to go over the middle. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looking to his right. He's going to run it out of the end zone. Now he's going to throw it complete and incomplete to Roberts. Roberts had it in his hands, and then it was knocked away in the last minute by Trace Rooks. The free safety coming over and picking up Roberts. So it brings up third down and ten yards to go from their own one-yard line. Lions looking over Caleb Durrell for the play call. And Tomlin in the end zone. Wind to his back with 2.28 left to go. He's going to run the football right up the middle on the quarterback keeper. And he's going to take it out to about the three-yard line. Gain of only two on the play. And now Jerry Porter is going to have to come away with one of his best punts of, of the year to get the Lions out of trouble. So it's fourth down, eight yards to go for the Lions, and Porter will come in to punt the football away. With two minutes left to go in the first quarter. It is 14 to 6, and Porter is going to back up with his heels to the back line of the end zone. Now the wind is going to be right in the face of Porter. He's got it, punts it away under a heavy rush. He gets a nice high spiral. It'll be taken in by Bonamini at the 48-yard line of his own territory. Cuts out of bounds across the 45, maybe to the 44, and that's where he'll be stopped. Now they're going to mark it one yard closer to the 43-yard line. Nice job, 45-yard kick by Porter into the wind and into heavy pressure. So Franklin has it first and ten at their own at the Mount St. Joseph 43-yard line. You're not going to be able to gauge what the wind is doing today because it is swirling all around this stadium. First and ten for the Grizzlies. Burton with an I formation. Now they've got an H back. Handoff right up the middle. It goes to Brown, and Brown is going to take it to the 41-yard line for a gain of two on the play. Brown's got six carries, 19 yards on the afternoon. That one just for a yard brings up second down and nine yards to go. 123 and running. Again, Burton throws it out into the flat to Lee Robolewski. He's got it, and Robolewski takes it down inside the 40 to the 36-yard line. It's going to be a gain of five, and it brings up third down and three yards to go for the Grizzlies, and they are moving into a hurry-up. 
One minute exactly left to go in the first quarter of play. Bonamiti and Alexander out wide to the left-hand side with Lee Robolewski in the slot. Now Brown moves over to the left. Ball in the near hash mark. Burton with Brown to his left. He's going to hand it off up the middle to Brown. Brown gets through a hole right up the middle and takes it to the 31-yard line. Gain of three and a first down for the Grizzlies. 44 seconds left to go in the first quarter. And the officials, they don't even wait for the chains to get situated. They just go ahead and start the clock. So the clock continues to run. 30 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Fake handoff, Burton drops back. He's going to be hit as he throws, throws it up the middle, and it is almost intercepted on the play. Almost picked off. Jaden Crutchfield back there in his safety position almost came away with the interception for the Lions. That ball hung up. Burton got hit just as he threw the football, and that ball hung up, and his receiver had no chance to come back and try to catch it. Tomlin or excuse me, Crutchfield was the only one there that could have caught the football. So the clock stops with 24.4 seconds left to go in this first quarter. Hand off to Brown around the right-hand side. He's going to be stacked up immediately and brought down by Logan Day. And also, nice defensive play coming up from his linebacker position by Julius Fisher. So it's third down, nine yards to go, ball resting at the 30. And the Grizzlies are going to let the clock just run out, and that will be the end of the first quarter of play. So your score at the end of one from Franklin, Indiana. It's the Grizzlies 14 and Mount St. Joseph 6. For most military service members, returning home is a joyful time. But when these troops come home injured, it can be the beginning of a long and painful struggle to recuperate. A struggle that can affect their entire family. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes is a nonprofit organization that has put together an array of support services for these heroes. They include programs that help with jobs and financial aid, as well as conferences that can assist them on their road to recovery. The goal is to help our heroes and their families transition back to civilian life with pride and dignity. Our servicemen and women all volunteer to serve and defend this nation. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes can help you thank them for their sacrifices both on and off the battlefield. To learn more or to find out how you can volunteer to help at a VA hospital, call 1-888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org on the web. 14 to 6 is your score here at the end of the first quarter of play. And now Franklin is honoring some of the parents here today at the university. So we'll have a little delay going into the second quarter. It gives us a chance to take a look at some scores. And there really is nothing to tell you. Hanover and Defiance, no score in the first quarter of play. Manchester and Earlham. Earlham has lost 39 in a row. And they are in a scoreless tie in the first quarter against Manchester. And there is no score in the Rose Holman Bluffton game either. So really no no scores as of right now this afternoon on the scoreboard. Ashland is leading Wayne State in Division II football. That is a three to nothing lead for the Eagles in that football game. So it's going to be third down. And about nine yards to go for a first down as we switch ends. Lions will be going from left to right across your computer screen as we wait for the contingent of honorees to walk their way off the field. 
Franklin scored two out of the first three times they had the football, taking an early 14-0 lead. And then the Lions came back with a big touchdown reception to Grayson Roberts. Roberts with that touchdown catch, 55 yards. And that drew the Lions to within eight. But Jerry Porter missed the extra point, just his second one of the year. And that's where we stand now entering the second quarter of play. 14-6. to six. At halftime, Toby Kerrigan will be Blake's guest. And we'll also look at that Penn State-Ohio State game coming up at 3.30 this afternoon. Third and nine, ball at the 30. Tomlin going from right to left. He's going to throw the ball. Or excuse me, Burton. He's got a receiver complete to Alexander at the 10-yard line, and it's a first down after a 20-yard reception. Boy, he just ran the stop-and-go maneuver, and he picked up the first down right in front of Tavon Roberts. Robertson. So it's first down 10. Well, check it. It's going to be first and goal. The ball inside the 10-yard line. So first and goal for the Grizzlies. They move Alexander in motion to the near side. Hand off to Brown. Brown's going to take it right behind the right guard. Down inside the 10 to the 5-yard line. Gain of 4 on the play. Brown, 8 carries, 26 yards so far this afternoon. Second and goal. Lions defense has got to come up with big plays here and early in this second quarter. Burton with the football on the near hash mark. Moves Bonamini in motion. Hand off to Brown. Brown is going to be tripped up and brought down at the three-yard line. Gain of two on the play, and it brings up third and goal from the Lions three. And Franklin is not going to substitute. They want to make sure they keep that defense alignment that the Lions have on the field, on the field. Ball resting just inside the four. So it's third and goal from just inside the four-yard line. Bonamini in motion to the near side. Hand off to Brown. Brown off right tackle. He's going to be tech. We're knocked down by Nolan Miller and Colby Webb at the two-yard line. And it'll bring up fourth and goal. And now comes the jumbo package for Mike Leonard and his Grizzlies. Dustin Applegate is going to come back into the ballgame now, along with Zach Taylor along that defensive line as they bring out a defensive back. Burton now moves into an H-back position. And he shovels it off to Lee Robolewski. Robolewski is going to take it into the pylon, and he dives forward on fourth and two, and he got the touchdown. Lee Robolewski taking it in from three yards out on the jet. Just a little shovel pass to him on the inside. And he had a contingent of blockers, dove to the pylon and took it in. And that makes it now 20-6. to Franklin on top of it as we have just begun the second quarter of play. Colligan will come in to go for the extra point. He's going to be kicking with the wind to his back high snap, but they get it down, and the kick is drilled right through. So there is 13 minutes exactly left to go in this first half, and your score is now the Grizzlies 21 and the Lions 6. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. 
Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with inner blessings, Christian books, and gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Well, no score out of the Heartland Conference other than this 21 to 6 Franklin lead over Mount St. Joseph. Mount Union blanking honor buying 23 to nothing. That's in the first quarter. Now we've got some scores. Defiance is leading Hanover 7 to 3. No score between Rose Holman and Bluffton and Ashland in the third quarter is up by 3 over Wayne State, 13-10. Colligan's going to kick it off, taken in by Speakman on the near side to the 15, cuts to the far side to the 20, to the 25. He's trying to outrun some tacklers, and he'll be brought down out of bounds at the 26-yard line. Lions will have it first and 10. And they look to try to cut into this 21-6 Grizzlies lead. They'll have it first and 10 at their own 26-yard line. The Lions just seem to be playing on their heels early in this football game. They've come out better prepared to play today than they did against Rose Holman, one of the other top teams in the conference three weeks ago. But still, they find themselves down by two touchdowns. First and ten for the Lions, empty backfield. They played that way the whole game. Throw into the flat two, sprawls and sprawls. Could not collect the pass in or around his knees. That's another problem the Lions have had today, and you wonder if they cold weather is affecting the receivers because that was a catchable pass. Second and ten for the Lions. Ball resting right at their own 25-yard line. Tomlin in the empty backfield out of the shotgun. Good snap. Looks down. Plenty of time. Now he rolls out to the right as the pocket collapses. Looks upfield. Throws it over the middle. Complete on the play to Grayson Roberts. And Roberts got hit at the knee. Bent his knee backwards. The officials are going to come in, and now they're going to say he didn't catch the football. Oh, for crying out loud, come on. Roberts caught that football, got hit from behind, went down awkwardly on his knee, but that was an evident catch. But Roberts is down, and now he's asking to be brought up, and Blinds is just going to say just stay there and let the training staff come out. Roberts is definitely in pain, and... They're looking at his ankle. Luckily, he got bent backwards as his leg got caught up underneath him. And Grayson Roberts is down. And if the Lions lose him for any amount of time, that is going to definitely hurt the passing attack. And now Roberts is up, and he is going to limp off the sideline. Now he needs help from the training staff. And it is definitely his left ankle. Roberts, the Lions' leading receiver this year. Coach Hopperton came out to take a look. Caleb Durrell looking things over. So into the ball game now for the Lions. Taking the place of Roberts is going to be Cooper Earls. Earls had a touchdown catch last week. He's the freshman out of Blue Ridge, Georgia. So he's in, comes all the way out to the right-hand side, sprawls slot right. D.J. Martin and Glines out wide left. Again, the empty backfield. Third and ten on an unbelievable call by the officials. That was a catch. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looks over the middle. Fox is going to collapse, and he's going to be hit and sacked back at the 18-yard line. 
Loss of eight on the play, and Tomlin just had nowhere to go as the middle of the pocket just collapsed in front of him. Loss of eight brings down fourth down and 18 yards to go. And now Jerry Porter is going to have to come away with a punt, and the wind is going to be blowing at his back. Dropping back, set to return is Bonamini. Bonamini back at about his 40. Good snap. Porter's going to get it away. Gets a high, nice punt off that'll hit at the 45. Take a bounce. Bonamini will t- pick it up at his 38. Cuts to the left. He's going to be brought down at the 40-yard line. Gavin Edmondson with the tackle for the Lions on the play along with... Jason Hogeback. Hogeback getting some play at the special teams area. And Ron Zeiss, the junior out of Hamilton, Ohio. So with a 21-6 lead, Franklin takes over the football with 11.56 left to go in this first half of play. That drive by the Lions, they only consumed a minute 14 on the clock. Burton with two running backs in the backfield. Drops back. Looks over the middle. He's going to dump it off to Alexander at the 45. Cuts to the left across midfield. Takes it across the 50-yard line. Down to the 48-yard line on the play for an 11-yard catch and a first down. Boy, Burton has just got a great handle on this offense of Mike Leonard's. As Hop said on the pregame interview, he's like a coach on the field. And he knows exactly where all of his receivers are supposed to be. And they are normally there. First and ten in Mount St. Joseph territory. Lee Robolewski moving in motion. Nolan Miller trying to get a rush on. And the ball is dumped over the middle on a play to Jacob Earl. Earl breaks it across the 30 to the 20 to the 15. And he's pushed out of bounds. Down inside the 20 by Peyton Williams. And they're going to say he is out of bounds at the 12-yard line. And now there's a flag thrown all the way back. And it's going to be a hold called against Franklin. And it looks like they're talking to the left tackle, Sam Hayes. Hayes went up to the official and asked him, why was that a hold? So that's going to negate that big play. So the holding is going to be, looks like the spot of the foul is the 43-yard line in Franklin territory. And they're going to spot it down at the 42. So the hold is going to mark them back to the 42-yard line. It'll still be first down. And it's going to be first and about 21 yards to go. So the ball back in Franklin territory at their 42. Burton's going to drop back. Looks to his left. Now to his right. Going to throw the ball over the middle. And it is caught by Bonamini on a great catch by him at the 41-yard line in Mount St. Joseph territory. So of the 21 yards, he got 18 of it back. And it will bring up second down and three yards to go at the 41 of the Lions. Burton. Has Brown to his left. Slow snap from center. Burton's going to throw in the flat. Complete to Lee Robolewski. He's wide open to the 30. 25-20. Up the far side. Inside the 15. And he'll finally be knocked out of bounds by Peyton Williams at about the 10-yard line. 31 yards on the reception. And it'll be first and goal now for the Grizzlies. They already lead it 21-6 with 10.5 minutes left to go in this first half. 
Boy, Burton is a surgeon back there. We have seen two good quarterbacks in the last two weeks. Blake Levy for Anderson was a darn good one as a freshman. He'll grow into that position. Burton is going to throw the ball into the left corner of the end zone by Bonamini, and he's going to leap up and catch it in front of Peyton Williams for the score. And that makes it 27 to 6. It's a 21 point lead by Franklin over the Lions. Boy, Burton just took the snap, threw it into the left corner of the end zone to Bonamini, and he went up and caught the ball right in front of Peyton Williams with 10.09 left to go in this first half of play. And that is not what the Lions needed. And this is going to be a gut check time there for the Lions. Colligan in, puts the extra point up, and it is good. 10.09 left to go in this first half. Your score now is the Franklin Grizzlies 28 and Mount St. Joseph 6. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. Well, Chase Burton is proving to be the quarterback that everybody thinks that he is. He's been the two-time offensive player of the year in the Heartland Conference, and he'll probably get it again this year. 28-6, to the Grizzlies on top by 22 here this afternoon. With 10.06 remaining to go in this first half of play. A.J. Glines. And Troy Speakman, back set to reach from left to right across your screen. It's a high end over end short kick that Speakman will take in right at his 15. Cuts it to the far side to the 20. 25, and he'll take it out to the 30-yard line and be dropped right there on the play. So it will be Mount St. Joseph with the football, first and 10 at their own 30-yard line. Nice tackle on the play by John McKinney. He's a defensive back, but he plays mainly on the special teams. So Franklin trying to win their eighth consecutive Heartland Conference Championship. And they have got a good hold on it after last week's seven-point win over Rose, and now they've got a 22-point lead over the Lions. Fake handoff. Tomlin is going to keep it around the right side. Now he's going to look to throw, and it is incomplete. Tucker and Sprouls were right there, and you can see now now there's a penalty flag thrown at the line of scrimmage, and that's probably going to be a hold against the Lions. You can see where Grayson Roberts, who is out of the ball game right now and over on the sideline nursing that left ankle injury, there's just a lot of confusion as to who the leader is in the receiving core out there. And let's see. Not sure. There was no explanation as to why the flag was thrown, so it's second down and 10 yards to go. Ball resting right at the 30. Tomlin empty backfield. Drops back. Looks over the middle. He's going to dump it off over the middle. He's got Sproles. Sproles at the 35 to the 40. He's got the first down, and he's out of bounds at the 42-yard line on a gain of 12. Tomlin 7 for 15 in the football game so far. He's got the one touchdown pass. But he's going to have to increase his production here if the Lions hope to pull this one out. 
They're at the 42-yard line in their own territory, first and 10. Throw out into the flat, complete to Tucker. Tucker to the 45, to the 50, into Franklin territory, to the 49-yard line. Gain of nine on that reception, and it'll bring up second down and a yard. Well, you can hear the Franklin crowd. They wanted a holding called on the play against the Lions. It's going to be second and a short yard. Tomlin, empty backfield. Ball in Franklin territory, and they're in a 3-4 defensive alignment now. Snap comes to Tomlin. Tomlin's going to throw it up the right side. It's incomplete. Cooper Earls just did not run the same pattern that Grayson Roberts normally runs on that fade right up the sideline. Earls seemed to cut it off early, and it brings up third down in less than a yard to go. And I don't even see Roberts over on the sideline. So it's third and less than a yard at the 49-yard line. Tomlin's going to throw it up the right side. Complete on the play to Earls. Earls at the 33, takes it to the 30-yard line. 19 yards on the reception by Earls, and he stepped in. And now I think he got hit in the crazy bone of his left elbow, and he's going to have to suck it up. Now he's going to drop to a knee. He's got something wrong with his left arm. Looked like he got hit on the elbow by the helmet, and he came up holding the arm. With Grayson Roberts out, Earls was his replacement, and now Earls, after catching that pass, is down, and they're going to have to look over his left arm and see what happens. Again, I'm looking over on the sideline, and to be honest, I don't see... Now I see Grayson Roberts, and Roberts is on the trainer's table behind the bench, and he just put a jacket on, and he has got his left ankle taped up and iced, and I think he may be done for the day unless they can perform some kind of miracle at the half. But the one thing Roberts does, he relies upon his moves, and if his ankle is not at 100%, that is really going to hinder him if he is able to come back in the football game. Earl's still down on the turf, and now he's up and holding that left arm. And I thought initially the way he went down, it looked like the helmet hit him in the crazy bone of the elbow, but it may be something more serious than that because he has got a hold of his left wrist and he's basically carrying his arm as he walks to the sideline. So they'll bring in D.J. Martin. He'll take the spot of Earls. Sprouls a slot right. Tucker, Trayon Roberts, and Trayon Taylor, excuse me, and Glines are the trips to the far side. Tomlin with the empty backfield on first and ten at the Franklin 30. So the Lions right now are the walking wounded, dropping back. Tomlin, Tomlin's going to throw it over the middle. Complete to Sprouls. He's got it caught at the 12-yard line. 18 yards on the reception and another first down. Somebody for the Lions is going to have to come up big in the receiver position. And right now, it may be Sprouls. Sprouls in that slot to the right. Trips to the far side. First and 10 from the Franklin 13-yard line. Eight and a half minutes left to go in the half. Tomlin drops back, looks over the middle. He's going to roll out to the right now. Can't find anyone. Now he's got Trayon Taylor, and he's going to catch it inside the 10 as he ran over the official, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 9 on a 3-yard gain. That's the second time today an official has been run over on the play. One was on the Roberts catch up the far side on the touchdown. So it's second down, four yards, make it six yards to go. 
Ball resting at the nine-yard line of Franklin. 8-10 remaining to go in the half. Tomlin with trips out to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark. Takes the snap. Going into the wind. He's going to throw the fleet into the end zone. He's got Martin there. It's tipped away. And incomplete. Almost intercepted. Boy, Martin went up for the pass, but it got knocked away and batted over to the free safety who was coming in from the play, Trace Rooks, and he almost came away with the interception. It's third and six. That would have been a killer. 7.59 left to go in this first half. So it's now third and six from the nine-yard line of Franklin. Tomlin with trips out to the near side. He's going to run it right up the middle. Cuts to the right side to the five, to the four, to the three. Dives to the end zone, and he's in for the score. Tomlin took it on the quarterback keeper all by himself. Runs it in from nine yards out. And with 7.55 left to go in this first half, it's now 28-12. Franklin on top of it. Big, big drive by the Lions without their leading receiver, Grayson Roberts. And then they lost his replacement. And now they'll go for two. Same formation. Ball placed at the three. Lions are going to go hurry up as they've got the spread. Empty backfield. Tomlin. Is the Lions going for two? Looking over the middle. Can't find anyone. Now flips it over the middle. It is intercepted. And running it out of the end zone is Bonamini. And he's got a a Corrigan bringing it up the field. And he's going to be hit from behind and dropped at the 50. Wow. That was almost run back all the way by Ryan Connor. Connor intercepted it, so the two-point conversion is no good. And with 7.55 left to go in this first half, it is now 28-12, Franklin on top of the Lions. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. So the Lions, the two-point conversion is no good for them. And it leaves the score at 28-12 to with 7.55 left to go in this game. Now, if the Lions could get a defensive stop and go down the field, they, remember, they get the kickoff to start the second half of play. They deferred at the opening of the game. Jerry Porter is going to kick this football off. Normally it's Spencer Dufresne, but now it's going to be Jerry Porter with the wind to his back, and it is going to be a high end-over-end kick that Bonamini is going to take in at his four. Right up the middle to the 10, to the 15, and he's going to be dropped at the 17-yard line on a nice job on the special teams for the Lions. Gavin Edmondson. Boy, Edmondson came right up and just drilled Bonamini at the 18-yard line. So now the Lions have to draw up some sort of defense that can slow down Chase Burton. They've sacked him three times. They all came in the first quarter. So it's first and ten for the Grizzlies at their own 18-yard line. 7.50 remaining to go in the first half. Blake Watson's got an interview with Toby Kerrigan men's basketball coach for the Lions coming up at halftime. We'll have that. And Kirk Curbstreet's thoughts on the Penn State Ohio State game, which is going to kick off at 3.30 this afternoon. 
Burton now looking things over, and a flag is going to be thrown, and it's a delay of game. The back judge threw the flag, and I'm not sure what Burton was doing. I don't think he saw the play clock even running, and he looks at the head referee, but the penalty is going to still go against Franklin. Play clock went to zero, and I think Burton was waiting for the officials to put the ball in play, and evidently they had done it a while before that because the play clock was running. Now it's down to 12 seconds on the play clock. Burton is going to shift Brown over to the right-hand side. Ball back to the 12-yard line. Throw out into the flat to Robolewski, and he's got it across the 20, out to the 22-yard line. So he gained the five yards plus three back, gain of eight on that reception. They have just got so many receivers that they put out in the pass pattern. And Burton knows exactly where all of them are on every single play. Of course, he should. He's a three-year starter. Wind at their back. Franklin going from right to left across your screen. He'll move Alexander in motion to the near side. Excuse me, that's Bonamini. Dropping back Burton. He's going to throw it to Alexander. Alexander is going to be hit at the 25 after catching it at the 22-yard line. So a gain of three. Lions are yelling that there should be a hold out there. Tavon Robertson was asking for it, but the officials aren't having any of that. So the ball out to the 25-yard line. It's third down three. And it will bring up a big third down play. Lions defense has to stiffen here. Third down, three yards to go. Burton drops back, looks up the field. He's got Alexander wide open at midfield. He's going to take it to the 30, 20, 10, 5 touchdown. He just burnt Tavon Robertson. And he was 10 yards behind Robertson on the fly pattern up the near side. And Robertson had no chance of catching up to him. And that makes it 34-12 Franklin with 6.48 left to go in this first half of play. I'm not sure if Robertson was still concerned about the hold on the previous play or not. But he just got burnt on that play by the leading receiver in the conference, Deontes Alexander. So Colligan's going to come in and attempt the extra point. He's been perfect here this afternoon. He kicks that one up. Heavy rush, and he throws it right through. So there's 6.48 left to go in the first half. It's now the Grizzlies 34 and the Lions 12. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Well, let's take a look at some scores elsewhere around the area. We still have no score between Rose Holman and Bluffton here this afternoon. Heidelberg 17-7 over Wilmington. It is Defiance losing to Hanover now 23-14. Rose Holman and Bluffton no score. Just, I just feel like nobody has reported a score on that one yet. And the same thing with Manchester and Erla. There's no score there. Probably nobody has reported a score as of yet. Mount Union winning their football game 30 to nothing over Otterbein. Colligan's going to kick it off. 
And it'll be taken in by Speakman at his 14-yard line. Cuts it to the 15, to the 20, up the near side this time. To the 25, he coughed up the football. Ball loose, but the officials say it is down, and the Lions recovered the fumble anyway. And now a flag is going to be thrown in the air, and you're going to get a personal foul penalty called against Franklin. And to be honest with you, I'm not quite sure if that one should have been called. Ryan Connor is going to get hit with the personal foul. He was actually just coming in and blocking somebody, thinking that the ball was loose and he was going after the football. And the official, who didn't understand what was happening there, in my opinion, went ahead and they're going to call a personal foul penalty against Connor. And that's what it is, unsportsmanlike conduct. So that'll add 15 yards and help the Lions cause. Now what Tomlin has to do is direct this team down the field for a score with 6.42 left to go in the half. The Lions need a score, need a defensive stop. Something good to happen going in at halftime because they get the ball back with the opening kickoff of the second half. Receivers out wide on both sides, out of the spread. Pitch back to Tomlin. Throws it into the flat to Tucker. Tucker to the 45-yard line. Dropped at the 46. Gain of four yards on that reception. It'll bring up second and six. Tucker and Sprouls are really going to have to pick up their game here this afternoon for the Lions in order to pull this one out with Roberts now off on the sideline with that injury. And Earls also. Earls is there beside Roberts over on the side. And that pass is picked off. It was blocked at the line of scrimmage. And it was picked off on the play by Faison Stevens, who's having himself one outstanding game. And now there's a flag down about where Faison Stevens went down with the pass. Now there's two flags down. And let's see what it's going to be. It might be a hold against Mount St. Joseph. Now the officials are going to get together. There's one flag thrown at the point of the interception and another flag thrown near the line of scrimmage. If it's offsetting penalties, it'll go back to the Lions. But let's wait and see what the penalties are going to be called. And one official's picking up his flag. Now let's see what it's going to be. It's going to be dead ball and sportsmanlike conduct. And I believe that is against Franklin. That'll be Faison Stevens, I believe, because he did put on a little dance. And I guess the second penalty is not going to be called. Because they only called the one, or maybe the second flag was the same thing. So it's a dead ball foul, and it will knock it back to the 39-yard line. So Franklin will take it over in their own territory at their own 39-yard line. 6-12 left to go, and the Lions with two big turnovers today, not what they needed. First and 10 for the Grizzlies. They drop back first and 10, and Burton throws it over the middle. It's complete to Brown. Brown is going to be brought down by Nate Stone, and a flag is going to be thrown in by the back judge, and a Stone, I believe, got a hold of the face mask on the play. Nate Stone trying to make that tackle. He reached in and pulled at the face mask. So a 14-yard completion play by Franklin. And then it's going to be, I don't know if they're going to call it, it's going to be an inadvertent face mask. Nope, it's going to be the personal foul kind. They're going to take it all the way down inside the 35 to the 32-yard line of Mount St. Joseph. 
And those turnovers today by the Lions could really be the nail in the coffin. They did not need those types of turnovers today. Six minutes exactly left to go in the first half. Brown on first and ten from the Lions, 33. Pitches it out to Lee Robolewski. Makes a move inside to the 20, to the 15, 10, 5. Dives into the end zone for the score. Robolewski taking it in for the score from 32 yards out. You want stats? Chase Burton is 22 of 24 in this football game. 353 yards in the first half, and he's got five touchdown passes. And don't look now, he could obliterate Tomlin's record-tying performance of last week if he keeps this up. With 5.47 left to go in the first half, it's now 41-12, to and the kick by Colligan is up and good, and that makes it 42-12, to and the Lions find themselves down by 30 here in the first half of play. And they are without their leading receiver in Grayson Roberts and his replacement, Cooper Earls. They're without their main defensive back in Tyler Hanna coming into today's game. But that's all stuff. It's the next man up. You can't use those as an excuse. The Lions just have been unable to put anything together offensively and defensively. They just have no clue what to do against the senior quarterback for the Grizzlies, Chase Burton. But then again, not a lot of teams in the Heartland Conference over the last three years have had an answer for Chase Burton. There are 20 players in the starting lineup for Franklin that are seniors. And they appear right now to be walking out of this stadium at the end of their four years with four straight Heartland Conference championships and an unbeaten record. So Colligan's going to kick it off from his own 35. It's a high end over end kick. Lines is going to take it in at his 10. Lines cuts to the far side, to the 20. Now back to the near side, to the 25, and he's going to be stacked up across the 30, and he's out to the 33, maybe the 34-yard line, a 24-yard return, and it's first down and 10 for the Lions. Well, now... There's still a lot of time in this football game. You've got an entire second half to go and 539 left to go in this first half. But no matter what you do offensively, you can put together as much as you want to offensively. It's the defensive side of the ball that the Lions have to shore up and get something going against this tough Grizzly squad. So Tomlin... Now they go with a man in the backfield, and that is Williamson. Williamson is going to get the handoff. Cuts to the left, now back to the right, right up the middle. Takes it out to the 35-yard line for a gain of about two on the carry. The Lions have been all pass, with the exception of the one run, basically, by Tomlin. Chayton, 11 of 21 in this ball game, 149 yards, one interception, and one touchdown. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looks upfield. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. Complete the lines at midfield. He'll take it into Grizzly territory to the 48-yard line. So that's a 17-yard pickup on the play for A.J. Glines. 
And now the Lions will go back to the empty backfield. First and ten in Franklin territory at the 48. Clock running, 4.55 remaining to go in the half. Tomlin throws it out into the flat, a screen to Tucker. Tucker to the 45, cuts to the left, and he's got it out across the 40, inside the 40 to the 39-yard line. That's a nine-yard completion. And it's second down and a yard to go for the Lions. The doctor would order something quick here to get it into the end zone. Tomlin on second down and a yard from the Grizzlies' 39-yard line. Looks over the defense, drops straight back. He's going to look over the middle, throw it over the middle, and it is incomplete. Tucker wanted the flag, and now the side judge is going to throw the flag. It'll be pass interference. Looked like a good defensive play, to be honest with you, by the DB, Faison Stevens. He just reached over the top of Tucker, but Tucker came up at begging for the flag, and now the officials will go ahead and give it to him, and that will give the Lions a first down. Pass interference on the play against the Grizzlies. So that's a 15-yard penalty. And let's see. Now they're going to put it. They'll put it. Yeah, it is a spot foul. You're right. And that is a put it at the 34-yard line. If it's over 15 yards, it's a 15-yarder. If it's under 15 yards, it's a spot foul. So the ball on the far hash mark. First and 10 for the Lions at the Grizzlies 34. Tomlin looking things over. He's looking mainly at the right side, and he's going to look to the right. Now he's going to run it up the middle. Flag thrown to the line of scrimmage. Complete down the middle to Tucker. He's at the 13, but there's a flag thrown, and it'll be a hold called, I believe, against the Lions. And that'll bring it all the way back. And it is holding against the Lions. So forget the pass completion, and the Lions are going to be backed up. Been a lot of penalties thrown in this ball game. A couple of unsportsmanlike conducts. And that's going to knock the Lions outside the 40-yard line to the 44-yard line. And instead of first down and 10 inside the 15-yard line of the Grizzlies, the Lions have it now back at their own at the Grizzlies 44, and it's first down and call it 21 yards to go. Empty backfield, out of the spread. Tomlin drops back, looks over the middle on first down, rolls to the left, flips it out to the left-hand side to Tucker, and it hit him right in the numbers and bounced off his shoulder pads incomplete. That is the type of ball that you have got to catch, especially when you're down on the scoreboard, 42-12. to Martin goes out wide to the left-hand side. Sprouls, slot left, trips to the near side. Trayon Taylor out wide to the right-hand side. Again, empty backfield. Looking things over, Tomlin with 13 left on the play clock. Drops straight back on second and 21. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. It's complete to Glines at the 25. Dives forward to the 21, and he's got the first down. 26 yards on the reception to A.J. Glines, and he just made one of the most acrobatic catches you'll ever see Glines make. He's got it right down to the 20-yard line. First and 10 for the Lions with 3.50 left to go in this first half. Lions in desperate need of a touchdown on this drive. Tomlin looking things over first and 10 at the Grizzlies 20. Looks to his right. He's going to throw the ball into the corner. He's got Glines there, and it went right through his hands. Incomplete, knocked away at the last moment on the play. Five. Jay McLean, one of the outside linebackers who was in single coverage against Glines. So the incompletion, and it brings up second down, 10 yards to go from the Grizzlies, 20. 
3.36 clock stops on the incompletion. Tomlin with the receiver spread out on both sides. Drops straight back. He's looking over the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped at the 25. Coming in on the play, Zach Turner from his linebacker spot. Picks up the sack on the play. Second one of the night against the Lions. That'll knock them back to the 25-yard line, and it's third down, 15 yards to go. Mount St. Joseph has got to get the ball inside the 10 for a first down, and you can bet that this is two-down territory. 13 seconds on the play clock, and now the Lions, they're going to go with a unique position. They have got, coming out wide to the left-hand side, that's Brad Murphy, the right guard. He's playing out at a receiver slot up on the line. So it's an unbalanced line, and now the Lions are going to take a timeout. They're going to have to talk this over. Lions sent their left guard, Brad Murphy, out into receiver position. They had four receivers out wide to the left-hand side, and you could tell some trickery was going to come up here by the Lions. But nothing that they saw showed Franklin that they had were going to fall for it, so the Lions decided to take a timeout, and that is going to be their first timeout here in this first half of play. So the Lions in desperate need of a touchdown here. It is third down and 15 yards to go from the Franklin 25-yard line. And don't forget the Lions get the football to start the second half. 2.45 remaining to go in this first half. Blake Watson's got the interview with Toby Kerrigan, the men's basketball coach at Mount St. Joseph. That's coming up at halftime. And we hear from Kirk Herbstreet on the Penn State-Ohio State game that will kick off at 3.30 this afternoon. So join us for halftime here on Ultimate Sports Talk. After the timeout, Tomlin, third and 15 from the Grizzlies, 25. Tomlin looking over the defense, which is a 3-4 for Franklin, taking a long count. Now he drops back. Tomlin runs up the middle, cuts to the right, looking into the end zone. He's going to be hit and dropped at the 31. Nate Warman coming in from his defensive tackle position to drop Tomlin down for a six-yard loss, and it brings up fourth down and 21 yards to go. And the Lions, of course, are going to go for it. And now... Mount St. Joseph is going to take another timeout. And it will be, no, check that. Franklin is going to be the team to call the timeout. So Franklin wants to save as much time on the clock as they possibly can. If they can hold this team, the Lions, and get turned over on downs. Ball at the 31-yard line of the Grizzlies. And the Lions have got to get it inside the 10 for a first down. That is where it is. 21-14, Rose Holman over Bluffton right now in their ball game. We'll try to go over some other scores coming up here in just a little bit. That's the first score that we've got today. Now Porter is going to come in, and he's going to attempt a field goal. They're going to spot it at the 38-yard line. This is going to be a 48-yard attempt. Porter kicks it. Sidewinder kicks it up, and it is good! Porter drilled it from 48 yards out, and it just went over the crossbar with a wind in his face. So that'll give the Lions three points, and it's 42-15 to 15 now. Lions down by 27, but that 48-yard field goal draws the Lions 
a little bit closer, and now the defense with 234 has got to stand strong because Franklin has got two timeouts remaining. Let's take a look at the scoreboard that we've got around the area. Heidelberg defeating Wilmington 17-7. Hanover over Defiance 30-14. Ashland in the third, make it the fourth, over Wayne State 30-10. Mount Union beating Otterbein 30-7. Rose Holman and Bluffton. You heard that one, 21 to 14. Manchester over Earlham, 14 to nothing. College of Worcester is beating up on Kenyon at the half, 44 to 14. And that's the scores that we have today. Well, let's see. They're going to reset the play clock or the game clock now. So they're going to move it down to 2.29. So there's 2.29 left to go in the first half. Jerry Porter is going to kick it off as they're waiting for the play clock, or excuse me, the game clock to reset, and they finally get it down to 2.29. But the Lions have got to come up with an answer for Chase Burton. He's 23 of 25 passing today. He's got six touchdown passes. In the first half. Now we know how that is because that's what Tomlin did last week. But Burton has come out. Looks like he would like to equal or if not break that record today. Porter's going to kick it off. And it is a high, deep kickoff that will go into the end zone and out of the end zone for a touchback. Franklin with 229 remaining to go in the half will take it over first and 10 at their own 25-yard line. And the Lions defense has got to stop this Franklin team because the Lions are going to get the football to open the second half. This is where they need to stop Franklin. and Chase Burton, you can tell this game is not too fast for him. He just takes his time coming out to the huddle, and it's first and ten for him at his own 25. With 2.29 remaining to go in the half, and they've got two timeouts remaining. Burton with Brown. Moves Bonamini in motion to the near side. Fake handoff. Throws a screen pass. And it goes to Tanner Robolewski. Tanner Robolewski takes it across the 25 out to the 30, 35, 40. And he's run out of bounds finally right at the 40-yard line after a gain of 14 and a first down. Boy, these officials, evidently, they've got a hot meal at halftime or whatever. They don't even let the chains get set before they start that clock. Burton with first and 10 for the Grizzlies at their own 40. Looking things over, we're under two minutes left to go in this first half. Dropping back Burton, throws it over the middle, complete on the play to Tanner Robolewski. He's got it across midfield, and he's going to be hit and dropped out of bounds in Mount St. Joseph territory at the 45 and out of bounds at the 43. 17 yards on the completion, a minute 55 left to go in the first half, and Franklin has got it at the 48-yard line, excuse me, the 43-yard line of the Lions, first and 10. And a lot of time. Alexander's got 185 yards receptions today. Handoff Brown right up the middle to the 40. Big hole and he takes it inside the 35 to the 34 yard line. He's got a 9 yard run on that one and it brings up second down and a yard and the Lions just have absolutely no answer for this Franklin offense. Second down and a yard to go. Brown to the right of Burton. 
as the clock continues to move. Brown, Burton's going to throw the ball over the middle, and he's got a completion on the play to Tanner Robolewski. Robolewski has got it for a five-yard gain to the 29-yard line and a first down for the Grizzlies with a minute 25 left to go in the half. And a lot of time when Burton has got two timeouts left. First and 10 at the Lions, 29-yard line. A lot of confusion on the defensive backs for the Lions. Now they seem to have things straightened out as Burton taking a lot of time. Drops back. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone. He's got Lee Robolewski, and it went right through his hands and incomplete. And he had beaten Crutchfield, the safety, into the end zone. He had six written all over that, and he could not come down with the throw. Burton, 406 yards passing today, and he's got those six TDs. Second down, 10 yards to go, ball at the 29-yard line. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Brown to his left, ball in the far hash mark. 59.9 seconds to go. Burton's going to keep it around the left-hand side on the fake handoff, and he'll be dropped at the 34-yard loss. Thank you, Nolan Miller, as he chased him down. Otherwise, he had some green on that play. And it'll bring up third down and 10. Ball resting right at the 30. It's going to be a long 10. 42 seconds remaining. Big third down play for the Lions. Brown to the right of Burton. Burton's going to drop back. He's going to flip it out to Brown in the flat on the right side to the 30. Cuts to the sideline, and he's going to be out of bounds at the 27-yard line. Three yards on the gain. Ball at the 27. And it's going to be fourth down with 29 and a half seconds left to go in the first half. And what will they do? It'll be about a 45-yard attempt for a field goal. So Mike Leonard says, let's just roll the dice and go for it here on fourth down. We've already got a 42-15 to lead, so let's go for it. And they're not even going to use a timeout and talk things over. So it's fourth down, eight yards to go from the Lions' 27-yard line. Brown shifts from the right to the left of Burton. Burton takes the snap, drops back. He looks up the middle. Now he's going to throw it to the left-hand side. Flag down. There's going to be a hold. Nolan Miller misses Burton. Burton cuts it inside the 20 to the 15. He'll run out of bounds at the 15-yard line. But it doesn't matter. It's going to be a hold, and that was against Nolan Miller. And that was blatant because the left tackle, Sam Hayes, just reached out and grabbed the left wrist of Nolan Miller and wouldn't let him get to the quarterback. So instead of fourth and eight from the 27, he'll knock it back to about the 37 and bring up fourth and 18. So it's fourth down now for the Grizzlies as they knock it back to the 37-yard line, and they'll bring up fourth down, 18 yards to go. And now what will they decide to do? Burton. Taking his time. The play clock has not even started as of yet. Play clock still at 25. The officials have yet to put the ball in play. Well, the play clock obviously is not going to run on this down. So dropping back Burton on 4th and 18. Looks over the middle. He's going to be hit behind the line. Gets away from one tackler. Throws it over the middle. Complete to Tanner Robolewski. But he's shy of the first down. Complete at the 23-yard line. But he's going to be shy by 3 yards. And with 13 seconds to go, the Lions hold. They get the football on downs with 13 seconds. And they are down 42-15. to 15. 
And now let's see what Caleb Gurrell is going to draw up offensively for the Lions. Remember, they get the football to start the second half. They'll receive the opening kickoff. But they are without Grayson Roberts and Cooper Earls. And it's going to be just the victory formation as Tomlin is just going to take a knee, drop down behind the line of scrimmage, and that will do it for the first half of play. So a really, really good first half for the Grizzlies and not so good a first half for the Mount St. Joseph Lions. As we head to the half, your score, it's the Grizzlies 42 and Mount St. Joseph 15. Someone do something, please. Call 911. Call 911. Call 911. The longest moments. Those moments that occur after you call 911 and then finally hear the sirens in the distance. You can fill in those longest moments. You can do something. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead until someone did something. Most sudden cardiac events are witnessed by friends, family, co-workers, and bystanders. They can help a person continue to live. Is your community or workplace hot safe? I was on my way to the hospital when my heart stopped beating. I was at home. I was in church. I was at a basketball game. I was at a nightclub. I was at work when my heart stopped beating. Someone called 911. Someone started CPR. Someone brought an AED. Is your community or workplace heart safe? Someone did something and I'm alive. I want to thank my mommy for loving me so much, for taking me out to the park, for reading me books, for taking me to the doctor when I broke my foot in ballet rehearsal, for leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And And now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom, for having the chance to take you to the park, for reading you those books we enjoy so much, for being able to take you to your therapies after you twisted your ankle. For understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. And in your new role, we help you help. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving to get practical health and wellness tips to provide even better care for your loved one. Remember, visit aarp.org slash caregiving. AARP, we help you help. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Franklin University. I'm Dave Mitchell. This afternoon, the Franklin Grizzlies are taking on the Mount St. Joseph Lions. And basketball is right around the corner because there's one week left in the college football season. And the university's men's basketball team has been selected to finish second in the Heartland Conference this year in the annual preseason coaches poll. The Lions were picked to finish behind Heartland Conference regular season and tournament champion Hanover College from last year. Rounding out the top five, Rose Holman, Transylvania, and Anderson. The Lions finished second in the conference last year in both the regular season and the tournament. After defeating the Mount 58-51 in the conference tournament final, Hanover ended its season in the Elite Eight of the NCAA Division III National Tournament. The Lions, though, did pass the 20-win plateau for the first time in program history last year and garnered their first-ever top 25 ranking. Toby Kerrigan is the coach of the Lions, and he has garnered the success that the men's basketball team has had. Blake Watson, the SID at the university, had an opportunity to talk with Toby earlier this week. So we're here at halftime of the Mount St. Joseph Franklin football game, and joining us in the booth is uh, head men's basketball coach of Mount St. Joseph, Toby Kerrigan. Thanks for joining us, Coach. Blake, pleasure to be here. 
Um, so early this week, I think Wednesday, the HGAC preseason poll came out. Um, you guys were picked to finish second. Not a huge surprise to us. Um, how do you feel about that poll and the way it's shaping up? Like you said, I don't think there's any surprises with Hanover finishing the way they did and winning the league last year and going to the Elite Eight and losing one guy, you know, a lot of a lot of experience back. You know, they no surprise anybody they're picked number one. They should be number one. Um and, you know there's a lot of a lot of talent coming back in the league and a lot of people coming back. So, you know, the teams that were one through five, six, you know, it's gonna be a grind like it always is. Seems like our league comes down to the last week of the season every single year, so should be exciting. Um, as we sit here on Saturday, we're a week away from you guys opening up your season with an exhibition at D2 Powerhouse Bellarmine. What do you guys expect or hope to get out of that game? Well, we'll obviously face some quickness and length that, that we won't face um, any other time throughout the year. I mean, Bellarmine is a um, top ten Division two program, and they've been that way for many years now. Coach Davenport does a great job, and they play hard. They get after you defensively, uh, and and they they share the ball. They they have a lot of movement offensively, and and so it'll be a it'll be a tall tall order for us just to be able to stay in front of the ball and contest shots, and and uh, they're, they're going to make it super hard on us to to score. So it'll be it'll be good preparation. Yeah, no, we were just looking at the schedule. We've kind of become the meat between the sandwich that is Bellarmine playing the University of Cincinnati, top 15 D1 program. And University of Louisville, with everything going on with them, they're still a top 15 program in the country. It's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they they try to do what we try to do. They try to play their preseason games and, and play high-level teams, and, and that's what we're trying to do going down and playing Bellarmine uh, to help us prepare and, and see some things that, that we may not get to see uh, before the season starts. So uh, they definitely are going to do some things that we can't simulate in practice. <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, and then a couple weeks later, you guys will open up the season at Marietta for the inaugural Great Lakes Invitational. Um, what do you expect to come from that? I know you guys play two pretty good teams in that. Um, it should be a pretty exciting experience for your kids. So what do you what do you hope to gain by playing in that event? Yeah, I mean, just like we always try to play a tough non-conference schedule, I mean, this is probably the toughest we've played since we've been here. And Getting a chance to go down to Marietta and be with seven other very good teams and programs, and for our guys, you know, getting to see those games being played, uh, to be involved in those games, I mean, you're gonna get to you're gonna get to see where you're at right away, and you, you have a measuring stick of of what you need to to get better at. Which obviously, first game of the year, you're gonna need to get better at a lot of stuff. But um, you know, the, the teams that are playing in this Great Lakes Invitational, you know, have have all played at the national level, played in the national tournament, um, and and you know, great coaches who do a great job, and so we're we're just excited to be a part of it. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the interview about um, the winningest class in Mount history. I know Coach Ray has on his wall, he has a picture of uh, Travis and Femi and Joel as the winningest class in Mount history. Well, that seems to be changing every year. What do you have to say about this group of seniors that you have this year? It's five of them. You're going to be losing a lot of minutes at the end of this year. So what do you got to say about this group of kids? Well, they could finish the winningest 
class and not basketball again. So, you know, they've we've got guys who've played a lot of minutes, have a lot of experience, um, and have done a great job just doing what we ask them to do. And, you know, to go along with it, they're great students. And so when you got guys that are doing that, makes it fun, makes it easy. And, and you know, these guys have a chance to to compete at a high level again. So, you know, they're they're – they're looking forward to it. You know, we're excited about the season. And, um, you know, like I said, we play a tough non-conference schedule, so we'll find out pretty early, um, you know, where we stand. That non-conference schedule should keep you pretty ready to play once HGAC play starts. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's that's why we try to do it. So when, when conference does start and every game is tough, whether it's home or on the road, um, you know, hopefully we've been in those situations a couple times prior to that, and, and and we'll be able to handle it with some poise. It'd be really nice to see this team get to the national stage again. Watch somebody try to defend our offense that doesn't defend it twice a year. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you know we do some we do run a unique offense. So you know everybody in the league now has seen it for multiple years, and and. Um, Everybody knows what everybody's doing anyway, so it makes it tough. So, yeah, it's always it's always nice to get outside of people you don't play all the time and and um, get a chance to run it with some different eyes. Yeah, this league's been a lot of fun the last two years. Um, I remember both years getting to the conference tournament and looking around like, I honestly believe any one of these six teams could win this tournament and go represent us in the national tournament. It's it's just crazy, the par- not really parity, but just the balance in our league. And it won't be any different this year. I mean, there, there's, I think the one through six in the preseason, any of them could be finished first place in this league. I mean, it's just, you know, it's that's why it's fun. That's why you know, coaches that have been in this league a long time and do a great job and recruit and and get after it and, and prepare and so every everything, it's always a grind every time you go out there. Makes it fun. All right, well, thank you for your time, Coach. Uh, really enjoyed spending a few minutes with you. Look forward to some coming season. Yep, thanks for having me. Go Mount. Our thanks to Blake for that interview. The Mount is going to be led this year by a quintet of seniors who have logged extensive minutes over the past four years. First-team conference performer Andrew Finley and his 16 points per game average lead the Lions offense that returns its top five scorers from a year ago. Finley will be joined in the backcourt by Jordan Henry and last year's conference Freshman of the year, Adam Getz, and the Lions front court for the third year in a row will be anchored by Eric Edwards and Tyler Manaw. We'll be back to take a look at the stats for this afternoon's ball game and take a look at college football for today as the Penn State Nittany Lions are getting set to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. We'll do all that when we return after this timeout. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans and your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in arts to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. Even if you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Did you know that scoliosis is a curvature of the spine that affects more than 6 million Americans? With no known cause, it most often turns up during adolescence. Early detection is key to successful treatment. 
That's why Shriners Hospitals for Children is reminding parents to have their kids' spines checked every year. Download our free Spine Screen app and do a quick check at home today. There's a lot of college football action going on today, but the big one is happening just a few minutes from now up the road in Columbus, and that will be the Penn State Nittany Lions, number two in the country, taking on the sixth-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. And Kirk Herbstreet is now an analyst for ESPN, and he takes a look at this encounter between the Lions and the Buckeyes. How's Penn State's offensive line going to play against the Ohio State front? In, in front of that crowd, we just talked about with JT, the defensive line, if there's an area that's a real strength and, and, and an advantage for Ohio State in the entire game, it's their front against the Penn State defensive line. Can they get penetration? Can they affect Trace McSorley and Saquon Barkley before they get going? That will be a big factor in this game. And Penn State, it's not just Saquon Barkley. It, they, they have Deshaun Hamilton in the slot, number five. If he's left one-on-one, can make plays. Uh, they have other great receivers. Jawan Johnson can make great plays. Mike Kosicki, their tight end, can make plays. So if you leave guys isolated one-on-one, it's not a one-man show. It's five guys that can make you pay for that. So the, the answer to that, if you're Ohio State, is getting to Trace McSorley, affecting his timing with those receivers, and affecting the timing of, of the running game with him and Saquon Barkley. The, the, as I say, the way you neutralize that big playability uh, in a home game for Ohio State's defense is the D-line's got to be playing with their hair on fire, and they got to win the line of scrimmage. Now that's one key matchup. You flip the field over. Oh, we just talked about JT Barrett. How much has he improved? The numbers are, are startling, what they've done in their last five games against inferior competition. How much has Ohio State's offense actually improved with Kevin Wilson as the offensive coordinator, and how much of it has just been who they have played? Um, JT Barrett's going to have to make throws. He's going to have to make quick decisions to get the ball out of his hands. Can the offensive line protect him? That was a big problem last year. It'll be a, a big challenge in this game, especially the right side. Demetrius Knox at, at the right guard spot, Isaiah Prince. Will they be able to hold out a very talented front from Penn State? And will Ohio State be able to run the ball against that front led by Jason Cabinda at the middle linebacker spot? If they get into some obvious passing situations, Penn State will put pressure on JT Barrett. So there's a lot to this game to really like. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fitting that it's number two against number six. The winner clearly stays alive and is in a really good place with the, the playoff and trying to win a Big Ten championship. Elsewhere today in games that are going to kick off in just a few minutes, number three, Georgia, will be at Florida. Number four, TCU, goes to number 25, Iowa State. 14th-ranked North Carolina State will be at number nine, Notre Dame. UCLA is at number 12, Washington. 16th-ranked Michigan State will be at Northwestern. Houston goes to number 17, South Florida. At 5 o'clock today, Austin P will be at number 18, UCF. At 7 o'clock tonight, just one game, Duke will be at 13th-ranked Virginia Tech. At 8 o'clock tonight, then comes the onslaught, Georgia Tech will be at number 7, Clemson. Texas Tech goes to 10th-ranked Oklahoma. At 9.30 tonight out west, it's 15th-ranked Washington State at Arizona. And at 10.30 tonight, 21st-ranked USC is at Arizona State. Here today, Franklin is entertaining the Mount St. Joseph Lions, and I'll be back with more on our halftime show right after this. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by The Wishbone on Delhi, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, 
the Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore, Murphy's Promotions, Mount St. Joseph University, and by JTAP Sports Bar. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Mount St. Joseph Broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, back here at Fox Stadium, I'm Dave Mitchell, and your halftime score, not a good one for the Mount St. Joseph Lions. They are down 42-15 to here at halftime in Franklin, Indiana. Let's take a look at the scoreboard this afternoon. First among the top 25 college football scores, Michigan, the only final that we have got today, defeated Rutgers this afternoon, that by a 35-14 to score. Elsewhere in games that are going on right now, it is Texas leading Baylor 38-7. to Akron got by Buffalo 21-20. to Oklahoma State beat West Virginia. That game, well, it's still eight minutes to go in that game, 43-24. Miami is getting by North Carolina 24-13. to Mississippi, with 28 seconds to go, is beating Arkansas 37-35. to Wake over Louisville with 2.03 left to go in the game, 35-17. Pitt beating Virginia, 31-14. It is Florida International blanking Marshall by the score of 14 to nothing in that ballgame. And Cal is losing to Colorado. That with a minute and a half left to go in the first half. That is a 24-7 score. BYU over San Jose State. Seven to nothing. No score between Kansas and Kansas State, and there's also no score between Colorado State and the Air Force. If you want to take a look at what's happening outside of top 25 and take a look inside the Heartland Conference for scores here this afternoon, let's take a look at those scores today. First of all, you've got Hanover defeating Defiance 30 to 14. That is in the third quarter of play. Manchester blanking Earlham 34 to nothing. It was Ashland over Wayne State, 30 to 10 in their ball game. Heidelberg beating Wilmington, 24 to 7. And elsewhere, that Mount Union over Otterbein by a score of 37 to 7 in that ball game. By the way, Ashland did defeat Wayne State, 30 to 10. That's in Division Two football. This one has just been all Franklin since the very beginning of the football game. They jumped out to a quick 14 to nothing lead. The Lions came back and cut it to 14 to 6 with 4.57 left to go in the first quarter on a 55 yard touchdown pass from Tomlin to Roberts, but that was it for Roberts today because he caught another pass later on in the ball game, twisted his left ankle behind him on the pass which the officials said was incomplete, but actually, in all honesty, it was a completed pass. And that is where we stood at the end of the first quarter, 14-6. to But then Franklin just drilled the Lions. You can't even say that the Lions played good football in the first half of play because they really did not. There was not a facet of this football game in the first half. They're unable to get a running game going. As a matter of fact, they're really not even trying to get a running game going. They're playing with an empty backfield here most of the first half, but they practically had to, first of all by design, but then after Franklin got up 28-6, to it was basically by necessity. The only two touchdowns coming on a nine-yard run by Chayton Tomlin and a 55-yard touchdown pass by Tomlin, but it, the closest the Lions got was 28-12, to then it became 35-12, 42-12, 42-12, 
And then Jerry Porter kicked a 48-yard field goal with 2.29 left to go in the first half of play, and that made it where we are right now. 45-12, to 12, your score here at the half. The Lions will get the kick to start the second half of play, but they are going to really have to put something together here in the second half in order to come back in this one, especially without two of their receivers, Grayson Roberts and Cooper Earls. And they're also playing their defensive secondary is in shambles here today also because they've lost Tyler Hanna in the defensive secondary also. So your score here at halftime, 42-15. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with the second half kickoff right after this timeout. Hello, I'm Linda Gray. And I lost my mother and a dear friend to Alzheimer's disease. Nearly two-thirds of the five and a half million Americans suffering from Alzheimer's are women. Join the fight to help find treatments and cures for Alzheimer's faster by registering at brainhealthregistry.org. We collect vital research information online for free. Please do your part. I'm doing mine. Individually in this game, boy, Chase Burton is just outstanding. Talking to their TV guy during the halftime, he said he's never seen Burton play this well in any of the games so far in the three years. Chase Burton, 28 of 31, no interceptions, 423 yards passing. He's got six touchdown passes so far today with a long of 75 yards, and he's been sacked three times. But once they got the offensive line problem straightened out, blocking efficiency in the second quarter, they did not give up another sack. Deontes Alexander, nine catches, 185 yards, and two touchdowns. Lee Robolewski has got four catches today, 74 yards catching with two touchdown passes. And Brad Bonamini has got one touchdown reception, five catches for 67 yards today. As far as the Lions are concerned, Chayton Tomlin, he is leading the way in rushing five carries for 12 yards. He is 15 of 28 passing with one interception, 203 yards, one touchdown. That's the 55-yarder to Grayson Roberts. Michael Tucker's got four catches for 28 yards. Glines and Trayon Taylor, three catches apiece. And Kendall Sproul has got two receptions today for 30 yards in the ballgame. 42 to 15, your score here at the half. And let's get the second half underway as Colligan is going to kick it off. The Lions are going from right to left across your computer screen. Glines is going to take it in at his 10-yard line, cuts it to the near side, to the 20, to the 25, puts his head down and bowls over a couple of tacklers out to the 30-yard line. And Mount St. Joseph will start there. First and 10 at their own 30-yard line behind Chayton Tomlin. And they have got a lot of thinking to do offensively here in this one. They have got to decide how in the world they're going to try to get back into this football game down by 27. It's not impossible, but they have got to find some consistency defensively here in the second half of play. Tomlin has got Tucker in the backfield with him. Now receivers out wide on both sides. Check it, that's Darius Pearson. And Pearson is going to take it right up the middle, cut it across the 30, out to the 32-yard line for a gain of two. And it makes it second down and eight yards to go. Pearson had 114 yards rushing last week on eight carries. And now he's getting his first action here this afternoon. Second down eight. Lions have been going mainly with an empty backfield. Fake handoff to Pearson. Tomlin drops back. Pocket collapses, and he is going to be dropped back to the 23-yard line. 
That is a loss of 10 yards on that sack. Third of the afternoon for the Grizzlies, and it brings up third down and 18 yards to go from their own 23-yard line. Tomlin had no chance to go anywhere. That pocket just collapsed all around him. So it's third down, 18 yards to go. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looks out to the right, complete the sprawls on a short pass to the 25-yard line, and he's going to be spun out of bounds, and there's a flag on the play. And I think they're going to catch... The crowd thinks it's going to be illegal for, or an unsportsmanlike conduct, but I think they're going to get a face mask. Looked like they reached in, grabbed Sproul by the face mask, and if that's the case, it would be a first down for the Lions. The Grizzlies are saying it's against Mount St. Joseph, so there's a lot of talking going on between the two teams. It's a face mask against the Lions. So evidently, Sproul must have tried to stiff-arm somebody and reached in and grabbed the face mask. It is. So Sproul is the one that got hit with the face mask penalty. It's going to be declined because it's well short of the first down. It was just a three-yard gain. So it brings up fourth and 16. Franklin declines the penalty, and it will be punting time now for the Lions. So not the way you want to start out the second half down by 27. Jerry Porter into the football game. He's going to punt the football away from his own 25-yard line. Back set to return is Bonamini, and it is a good kick end over end that's going to bounce at about the 40-yard line, take a Mount St. Joseph bounce, and it will go inside the 35 and be downed at the 33-yard line. That's a 46-yard punt for Jerry Porter. No return, and it's first and 10 for the Grizzly as they've got it at their own 33-yard line, leading 42-15. to 15. Chase Burton, six touchdown passes. You kind of wonder if maybe in the back of his mind he isn't thinking, let's go for the record. So the Lions are going to have to make a lot of changes defensively. Dropping back Burton. Burton is going to get hit behind the line. He's just going to throw the football away. He got under a heavy rush. Applegate was in there trying to get him. Along with Zach Taylor was back there also. Had an opportunity to get get to the quarterback, Chase Burton. But it was he just decided to get rid of this play and go for another one. So it was incomplete. Troy Speakman has just come off the field. And into the lineup is Julius Fisher. So it's a four defensive back look. Handoff up the middle goes to Brown. And Brown breaks a tackle across the 35 to the 40. He's going to be stacked up, still moving, across the 40 to the 43-yard line. Boy, he just kept running and running, and he picked up 10 yards on a first down. Took it right out to the 43-yard line. So it's a first down for the Grizzly, and that was just a case of Brown wanted it more than the Lions' defense did. Burton, handoff to Brown again, off the right tackle, across the 45, up to the 48-yard line for a gain of five. And it brings up second down, five yards to go. 12-45. You can see why this Grizzly team has won so many conference championships and is winning here today. They just do not give up on a play unless they absolutely have to. And 
Burton just knows exactly where all of his players need to be on every single down. Second down, five yards to go from the 48. Hand off to Brown. Brown across midfield to the 45 of Mount St. Joseph. Inside the 40 to the 39-yard line. That's going to be 13 yards on the run. And it's another first down for the Grizzlies. They are really just tearing to shreds the Lions' defense. They came into this game... Healthy up front, semi-healthy at linebacker, and not healthy in the defensive back positions. First down, 10 yards to go from the Lions' 39-yard line. Burton, handoff this time, goes to Earl, and Earl's going to be hit right at the line. As a matter of fact, dropped at the 40. Jacob Earl, a 200-pound sophomore, 5 feet 8 inches tall. He's got a couple of rushes today in the ball game. 11.35 left to go in this first third quarter of play. And Jordan Brown, 15 carries, 71 yards on the afternoon, just under a five-yard per carry average. That was the first carry of the day by Earl, by the way, and he's still into the left of Burton. Burton is going to throw the ball up the middle. It's going to be blocked. They're going to say it's a fumble. Picked up by Mount St. Joseph and it's picked up by the the defensive lineman, Spencer Kandra. Kandra is going to run it down to the three. And he was just tripped up on the play by one of the offensive linemen for Mount St. Joseph. Looked like Burton was just, looked like one of those Tom Brady plays. Now the officials are saying it was incomplete. Or is it going to be incomplete? They're going to talk it over, and they're going to say, no, it was incomplete. You know, they could have blown that play dead 40 yards ago. And now they wait until Kandra gets all the way down to the three-yard line, and they decide that they're going to go ahead and call it an incomplete pass. It was a pump fake by Burton. And he tried to take it back in. It looked like one of those Tom Brady pumps. And he ended up fumbling the football, it looked like, because he got hit at the same time that he was bringing the ball forward. But the officials, who let the play go 60 yards, decide on the last two that they're going to go ahead and call it an incomplete. Unbelievable. So it's third down, 11 yards to go in Burton. They're going to spot it right back at the 40-yard line. 11.03 left to go in this third quarter. 42-15. Burton is going to set up the screen. He's got to complete to Brown. Brown's going to be hit and dropped by Crutchfield, and he's going to be run out of bounds on the play by Logan Day. So, loss of two, and it brings up fourth and 12. And let's see what the Grizzlies decide to do. In all honesty, I, I wasn't sure if it was a fumble or not by Burton, but, you know, if you're an official out there and you're being paid to do a job, do your job. Don't wait until the play is over and then come in and say, oh, yeah, it was incomplete. Fourth and 13. Dropping back Burton on fourth down from the 43. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. It is complete on the play inside the 30. He's close to the first down. They're going to spot him at the 29, and he has got the first down on the play. That was thrown to the receiver, Ben Fleet. Fleet, the junior, they needed 13. They got 14 and a first down. 
and he knew exactly where the chains were, and he went right there. Fleet went right there, and he hasn't gotten a lot of playing time today. He knew exactly where the chains were, went there, caught the pass from the senior quarterback, Burton, and got the first down. Hand off to Brown on first down. He's going to take it to the 28-yard line, and he'll be stopped up right there after a yard gain. Brown, basically, he has been the rushing attack today for the Grizzlies. Number two, Penn State. Number six, Ohio State getting set to kick things off at the horseshoe coming up in just a little bit. Brown off to the right-hand side. And Burton moves Bonamini in motion to the far side. Drops back after the snap on second and eight. Rolls out to the right. Looks over the middle. He's got Alexander at the 15. Runs backwards, and he's going to be dropped at the 18-yard line. And the official is saying that the ball came loose, but he says it was, he was down. And again, these officials, the chain, mar- the chain gang isn't even close to being set on the far side, and the officials have already signaled the ball in play and the clock to run. They are just now set, and the play clock is down to 20, make it 17 seconds. Burton. Hand off, goes to Brown off left tackle. He takes it inside the 15, down to the 13, maybe the 12-yard line. He continues to move, and he gains about eight yards on the carry, and it will bring up second down and about two with eight and a half minutes remaining in this third quarter. This is just one of those frustrating games that the more and more it goes on, you just wonder what kind of lingering effect this is going to leave on the Lions next week when they come home for the final game of the season to face defiance. Second down, three yards to go after the seven-yard pickup. Burton moves Bonamini in motion. Now that's Lee Robolewski. Robolewski gets the shovel pass inside the 10 to the 5, and he's run out of bounds at the 2. And that's a nine-yard gain and a first down for the Grizzlies deep in Mount St. Joseph territory at the two-yard line. So it is first and goal from the two. And let's see if they just... They've been mainly on the run here, keeping the ball on the ground on this drive. The quarterback, Burton, has got six touchdown passes today. Remember, Tomlin tied the D3 record with nine last week. Brown... Now that's Snyder. Snyder is going to keep the ball, and Snyder is going to take it down to the two, and that is it. So first and goal, they run it, make it second and goal from the two. And that is Cole Stogner. Excuse me, Stogner with the run. He's in the backfield now to the left. And now Burton is going to throw the ball into the end zone, and it's incomplete. He threw the ball over the head of his intended receiver, Ben Fleet. And Burton got leveled right after he threw that pass. Coming in was Spencer Kandra, and Kandra hit Burton. He just came in clean. Nobody blocked Kandra coming in from his left defensive end position. 31 of 36 passing today for Burton. 445 yards. Third and goal from the two of the Lions. Smith in motion. Handoff. Goes to Stogner. Stogner runs forward, and he is down 
not into the end zone. He's shy by about six inches. He's inside the one, but did not get his elbow. Did touch down outside the end zone. So it's fourth and goal. And let's see what they decide to do. They're going to go for it. It's fourth and about six inches from getting it in with six and a half minutes left to go. And the handoff is going to go to Stogner. Stogner is going to take it into the middle of the line, dives forward, and he's in for the score. So that time, Stogner got the ball across the goal line for the score, and that makes it 48-15. Franklin leads it with 6 minutes 31 seconds left to go in this third quarter of play. That just about puts this one away. So, Colligan will come in and try the extra point. 16 plays on that drive. Colligan drills the extra point through. So, with 6.31 left to go in the third quarter, it's now the Grizzlies 49 and the Lions 15. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Well, there's just 15 seconds into the Penn State-Ohio State game, and it appears that Penn State ran the opening kickoff back for a touchdown, 95 yards, and Penn State leads the Bucks in the big house by a score of 7 to nothing in the shoe. Not the big house, in the shoe. 6.31 left to go here in this third quarter of play, and I'll tell you one thing, this Franklin team... They are definitely better than Rose Holman, but they are not this much better than the Lions. Six and a half minutes remaining. It is 49-15. Franklin on top of it. Colligan is going to kick it off. It will be taken in by Glines at his 10. Cuts it to the far side to the 15. Gets a seam across the 20, and then that seam closes quickly. And he is downed at the 23-yard line, and that's where the Lions will start, first and 10, at their own 23-yard line. And let's see what the Lions decide to do here. They have got some new players that appear to be coming into the ballgame. Adam Pearl is going to make his first appearance into the ballgame. Looking across the way, of course, Grayson Roberts. He had to leave the ball game in the second quarter with a sprained left ankle, it appeared. Cooper Earls, his replacement, got hurt just a few plays after that with a left elbow injury. Pearson in the backfield now with Tomlin. Spread formation. Handoff now. That's Tucker. Tucker runs it around the right side to the 25. He'll take it up to the 30-yard line and dives forward across the 30 to the 33 for a gain of nine. Tucker, just his first carry of the day. The Lions have not been able to run the football, both by choice and just couldn't get it done against this defense of Franklin. Second down a yard to go at their own 33-yard line. Hand off to Tucker. Tucker right up the middle across the 35, and he takes it out to the 44-yard line. That's a six-yard gain for Michael Tucker. And it's a first down for the Lions. 
out to the 39-yard line. Tomlin with Tucker in the backfield. Adam Pearl is at a wing formation spot on the right-hand side. Coming out wide to the left is Glines. That's basically where Roberts would always be. So it appears that Glines has taken Roberts' spot in the receiver position. Handoff goes to Tucker up the middle. Tucker's going to be hit at the line and dropped right at the 39-yard line for no gain. Grizzlies, they're going to be home next week. That's going to be their senior day, and they're going to lose 20 seniors onto their both sides of the football against Anderson. They should win that game easily. Lions will be at home. so their senior day also against Defiance, and that's the final game of the season. Second down, 10 yards to go. Tucker to the left. Tucker gets the handoff. He runs around the right-hand side on the sweep, and he's going to be hit for a two-yard loss back to the 37-yard line. And that'll bring up third down and 12 for the Lions. One thing about it, there is great pursuit by this Grizzlies defense. They don't get much pressure on the passer up front. They came in as one of the least amount of sacks in the conference. They only had 13 coming into this game. They've got two today for a 15 total. They don't put much pressure on the passer, but boy, do they pursue the football extremely well. Tomlin with a spread formation on third and 11. Looking things over. And now he'll take the snap. Drop straight back. He's going to throw the football up the left-hand side, and it is incomplete. Looks like Sprouls is the one who caught the football. And, no, check that. It was Adam Pearl who caught the football, but he came down out of bounds. So he went up, got the ball, but came down out of bounds. With 4.10 left to go, Lions are going to have to punt the football away. They have been very inefficient on third downs here today, and if you look at that number as far as third down efficiencies, Lions in the first half were 3 of 7. Now they are 3 of 9. Porter is going to punt the football away, and it is going to be fair caught by Bonamini at his 21-yard line. It's a 51-yard punt, or excuse me, 41-yard punt by Jerry Porter. He's been a bright spot today. 4.04 left to go in this third quarter. It's 49-15. Grizzlies on top of it. And it has been one of those games where the Rose-Holman game talked to Hop afterwards, and he said, just going to throw the tape away on that one and not even bother watching it. Well, that might be the same thing with this game. Now the side judge is coming in, and we've got a new quarterback. New quarterback into the football game. That's Braden Smith. Braden Smith is 6'6", 200-pound sophomore. He almost looks like Brock Osweiler. He is a tall, tall dude to be playing quarterback. So Smith into the ball game. Jacob Earl into the backfield with him. Oh, check that. That is not Earl. That is... Stogner. So Stogner in the backfield with Smith. Smith is going to throw the ball into the flat. It is complete at the 19-yard line. Loss of a couple on the play as the pass was made to Ben Fleet. Fleet caught it. So Burton is out. Thank heavens. <laughs> 31 of 37 in the ball game for Burton. 445 yards, and he had six touchdown passes this afternoon. 
So his day is done. Braden Smith is going to take things over and continue on with three and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter. It is 49-15. Grizzlies handoff. Now Smith is going to keep it himself. And Smith on the fake handoff across the 20, out to the 23-yard line. That's a gain of three. And it brings up third down and eight yards to go. Clock continues to run with 3:14, And you may not see the Grizzlies throw the football a whole lot more today. Mike Leonard knows that this is one of those teams, the Lions, that he's probably going to be competing with for the conference title next year, and he doesn't want to do anything to give them an edge next season. Smith, now here he goes. He's going to throw it. Rolls out of the pocket to his right-hand side, steps up, throws the ball into the flat, incomplete. He had Siderwitzki in the left-hand side, and he could not bring it from his running wide receiver position. So Siderwitz, a sophomore, 5'10", 175 pounds, couldn't come up with it. So the Lions hold on fourth and eight, and Colligan will punt the football away. Speakman in to return it with 2.47 remaining to go in the third quarter. High school football season is over. High school basketball will begin here very soon. Men's basketball season is going to begin in college. Colligan. Gets a good high kickoff that Speakman is going to go ahead and fair catch it at his 41-yard line. That's a 46-yard punt. No return on the play. Speakman gets it. Lions take it over. 2.41 left to go in the third. It's now 49-15. Grizzlies over the Lions. Family-owned and operated, Casa de Sassi is built on timeless principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Your trust is vitally important, which is why Casa de Sassi takes care of you like part of their family. With timeless values, their products are made to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. They offer granite, ledgestone, limestone, and more. Providing a quality product is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call now, 330-830-9760. Well, Tomlin with Williamson in the backfield hands it off to Williamson around the right side on first and ten from the 41. Tomlin or Williamson is going to be hit at the line of scrimmage and have no place to go, and he'll be dropped right at the 41-yard line for no game. And that's been the story of the running game today for the Lions. Tucker, four rushes, 14 yards. Sproul, Pearson, Williamson, all with one run of each and a combined 13 yards. All total, Lions have had not anything even approaching a good running game. Tomlin throws the ball over the middle, complete over the middle into Franklin territory. And what a great catch on the play. What a great pass by Nick Murphy. Murphy came in, and now a flag is down. It looks like at the line of scrimmage. And the Lion offensive linemen are arguing with the officials. And now they're saying it's an illegal man downfield. Boy, I'll tell you what. I have never seen an offensive lineman able to get off the line of scrimmage and run downfield five yards faster than that guy, whoever it was for Mount St. Joe, that they called it on. Because that was a quick hitter from Tomlin up the field to Murphy. And in order for that offensive lineman to get three to four yards upfield to have that penalty called, he had to be in 4-2 flat. So that's a five-yard penalty that's going to take it back to the 35-yard line. Franklin's had a great day, but I'll tell you one thing. These officials today here at Franklin have had just as bad a day as the Lions have had on the field. 
Ball resting at the 36-yard line. It'll be second down and 15 yards to go. Tomlin has got Tucker off to the left-hand side. Now drops back, looks over the middle. Now he's going to roll out to the right-hand side. Tomlin is going to lob it over the head of his intended receiver, Mario Brown, and it's incomplete. Tomlin, 16 of 31 passing today, 205 yards. And it is third down, 16 yards to go. Ball at the 36-yard line. Williamson is out. Pearl is out. Trayon Taylor back into the ballgame along with D.J. Martin. A minute 35 left to go in the third quarter. Empty backfield for Tomlin on third and 16. Drops back. He's going to throw the fade up the field to Glines. Glines has got it at the 40 into Franklin territory. And it's down at the 37. And a flag is going to be thrown by the back judge. And I got it. Let's just, I think you're just going to go ahead and call an offensive pass interference on Glines. I would almost bet that's what they're going to call. Let's see. And it is going to be against Franklin. And they will decline it. That's a first down. Boy, you can hear the coaches over on the other side for Franklin. They do not like that call. Ball at the 37-yard line in Franklin territory. Now they're going to spot him at the 38. So it's first and 10 for the Lions at the Franklin 38-yard line with a minute 29 left to go in the third quarter. Tomlin again, the empty backfield. Trips to the far side. Blinds and D.J. Martin out to the left. Pass goes out to Trayon Taylor. Complete. Gets a block to the 35-30. And he's run down at the 29-yard line. He's close to a first down. Nine yards on the reception. And he's just shy of the first down by about a yard. And the clock continues to run. We're at one minute left to go in the third quarter. Penn State leading Ohio State. Seven to nothing. Now it's 14 nothing. Penn State over the Buckeyes in the horseshoe. Dropping back, Tomlin. Tomlin's going to throw the fade into the end zone. He's got Glines. It's completed to 10 and knocked out of his hands on a great defensive play by Franklin. Boy, what a nice play by the DB. That's Chaz Hill. Hill, the junior, 5'9", 180. He just reached in and smacked the football out of Glines' hands before he had an opportunity to really rake it in. So it's third down and a yard to go at the 29 of Franklin for the Lions with 49.9 seconds to go in the third quarter. Tomlin on third and one with his hands in the pouch in front of him. Now takes them out. He's going to run the football up the middle. He's got some first down. Cuts it inside the 25, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 23-yard line. Tomlin today, he's been the rushing attack for the Lions. Six carries. Make it seven carries, but you got to take into consideration the fact that three of those have been sacks. So Tomlin with first down, 10 yards to go from the 20-yard line of Franklin, 23-yard line. Tomlin rolls out to the right, looking upfield, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 21-yard line after a gain of two. So the Lions, Tomlin, boy, he was almost all the way over to the track and the fence at the far end of the stadium, and now he's got to come back in. Second down, eight yards to go for the mount. 20 seconds left in the third quarter. Lions may not get another playoff. They're coming up to the line of scrimmage, but 
I'm not sure if they're in any hurry to run another play. And they are. They're going to go ahead and snap it. Tomlin throws it over the middle, and it is complete on the play to Nick Murphy. Murphy's got it at the 15-yard line, gain of seven. And when we come back, it will be third down and about two yards to go for the Lions. But that's the end of the third quarter of play. And your score, it's the Grizzlies 49 and Mount St. Joseph 15 in this football game. It was seventh grade, February. I was at a friend's birthday party but texted my mom to pick me up early. I wasn't feeling well. That was Friday night. By Monday morning, I was in the ER and said my last words for the next five weeks. Maddie was a healthy 12-year-old athlete, so we were shocked how quickly she declined. Her medical team took extreme measures to save her life and get her healthy again. Maddie has an athlete spirit, and thanks to her diligence in rehab, she rejoined her class in 8th grade. I was determined to get back to school and rejoin my teams. Sports taught me what it takes to stay in the game, and that to me is winning. We had no idea flu could be so serious, but the great news is it's preventable. Yearly flu vaccinations for the whole family help us all stay in the game. And now every birthday reminds us of how grateful we are to be in the winner's circle. Protect yourself and your family from the flu. Visit FamiliesFightingFlu.org. Well, as we enter the fourth quarter of play, it is 49-15. Franklin on top of the Lions at the Shoe in Columbus. Penn State, number two in the country. Early in that ball game, leading Ohio State with 11 and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter, 14 to nothing. So it's third down, call it three yards to go for the Lions as they have it at the 16-yard line of Franklin. Tomlin. Fake handoff to Williamson in the backfield. No pressure. Tomlin's going to throw the ball over the middle. Knocked away and incomplete on a great play by Brian Wells. Wells playing the free safety position came over and re- just put his big paws up and batted the pass down. And it will be Jerry Porter coming in, and he's going to attempt a field goal. So... It should be about a 33-yard attempt. They'll spot the football near the 24-yard line to make it officially a 34-yard attempt. Now they're back up to the 23, so it'll be officially a 33-yard attempt. Porter's already hit one from 48 today, same end of the field. Snap is down, the kick is up, and Porter drills it right through the uprights. 14.50 left to go in this first third Make it the fourth quarter of play. Yep, I know where we're at. 14.50 left to go. It's 49-18. Mount St. Joe down on the scoreboard by 31. After years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern has moved. They are now just yards behind their old location in the Delhi Plaza. But only that location has changed. The Wishbone Tavern, you see, is still serving the best wings and burgers in town, and they offer a relaxed, family-style atmosphere. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth is going to water from the time you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern, a proud member of the community, open every day at 11, now in the Delhi Plaza. 14.50 remaining here at Fount Stadium on the campus of Franklin College. And Franklin has proven why they are the best team in the league this year and have been over the last eight years, leading the Lions 49-18. to Porter's going to kick it off. Bonamini is back, set to return, and it will be taken in and over the head of Stogner, who's back there now. And Stogner lets it go through the end zone 
And it will be a touchback, so it'll be first and ten for the Grizzlies as they take it over at the 20-yard line. Lions will be home next week for the final game of the year. It's not the actual final week of the regular season. That won't happen until November the 11th. But it's the bye week. That's the bye week, November the 11th. That's when the Lions take their bye, the very last week of the season. So their season actually is going to end next week. We'll try to go over some scores here in a second. Brayton Smith back into the ball game. The sophomore, he'll probably be the quarterback next year. Smith, hands off. He's going to keep it around the left-hand side himself to the 25. Lost the handle. Ball loose. Nobody knew it for the Lions. And getting back on top of it on a great heads-up play was Braden Smith. Lions, nobody realized that Braden Smith had coughed up the football. The only guy on the field that knew it was Braden Smith, and he popped back on it. After an eight-yard gain, he picked up another yard on the fumble recovery, takes it out to the 34, and it's second down and nine yards, or second down and a yard to go for the Grizzlies. Our first basketball broadcast is going to be on November the 11th. That's going to be the Lauren Hill Classic at Cintas Center. Xavier University. Handoff up the middle goes to Stogner. Stogner across the 35, out to the 37-yard line. He's got the first down after a gain of four. (laughs) The officials started the play clock and the game clock before the chains had even picked themselves up to move to signal the first down. Obviously, they have got a dinner date coming up somewhere here in Franklin. There's an establishment of this Got dinner on hold for these officials. And Smith hands it off. Actually, he bobbled it into the hand of Stogner, and Stogner has got it across the to the 37-yard line. He actually lost about a yard on the play. That thing bounced right off the hands of Smith into the hands of Stogner. So a loss of about a half a yard, and it brings up second down. Call it 11 yards to go. Ball at the 37-yard line. Boy, there are wholesale substitutions on both sides. Lions only brought about 60 players here today. They've got over 100 on their roster. Lions show blitz. They are blitzing, and Smith completes it out into the flat to Fleet. Fleet has got it across the 40, out to the 44-yard line before he is stacked up and down after a six-yard gain on the reception. And it brings up third down, four yards to go as the clock continues to move. We're under 13 minutes left to go in the ballgame. Try to take a look at some scores here for you after this play. Smith, he's the sophomore quarterback. Like we said, he'll probably be the quarterback next year when Chase Burton decides to go into the public sector. Dropping back Smith. He's going to throw the ball deep over the middle. He's got Fleet complete at the 20, 15 inside the 10, and he'll be brought down at the 7. Well, I'll tell you what, he looks like Brock Osweiler. He throws like Brock Osweiler, only with a lot more accuracy. And Smith just laid it right out there into Fleet's hands inside the 10, and he's brought down at the 8-yard line, and it is first and goal for the Grizzlies inside the 10-yard line of Mount St. Joseph. First and goal for the Grizzlies. Smith with two running backs in the backfield. Now one moves off to the side, handoff up the middle, and it goes to Earl, and Earl's going to take it down to the five-yard line for a gain of three on the carry, and it brings up second a goal. And Stogner will come back in. 
some of the scores from right now. You've got Heidelberg over Wilmington, 37-14. Hanover was up big on Defiance. They still are, but Defiance trying to come back a little bit. They're down 37-22. Mount Union over Otterbein, 44-7. Manchester blanking Erlem, 41-0. And the other score we'll give you right after this. Smith is going to keep it right up the middle. Spins inside the five and down to the four. Gain of a yard. It'll bring up third and goal from the fourth of the Lions. Rose Holman in the third quarter up on Bluffton, 28-21. That's the game, the Bluffton game, that is going to haunt Mount St. Joseph for a few years. If that game is won by the Lions instead of on the last second field goal, by the Beavers in the first conference game of the year. Might have been an entirely different season. As it is, the Lions down in this one. On third and goal, Smith is going to throw the ball on the fade into the end zone, into the right corner, knocked away and incomplete by Speakman on a good play. Speakman reached up with his right hand and knocked it away from the intended receiver, that being Brayton Shannon. So Speakman with the nice defense. Brings up fourth down and coming in to kick the football. Something field goal here will be Colligan. 10.38 left to go in this ball game. It is 49-18. to So it will be spotted at the 11. This is going to be a 21-yard attempt by Colligan. His first attempt for a field goal today. Hold is down, and the kick is good. So there's 10.34 left to go in the football game. Your score, it's the Grizzlies 52 and the Lions 18. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Well, even Braden Smith has had some success against the Lions defense today. Smith, 3 of 5, passing 54 yards. He's also run three times for 13 yards, and he directs the Grizzlies down the field for a field goal attempt, a 21-yarder by Colligan, making the score 52-18. to Lions came into this game outscoring their opponents 137 to 34 over the last two games. 66 points and 71 a week ago. So Colligan will kick it off. It is a high, short, end over end kick that will be taken in by Speakman at his 13 to the 15 to the 20 up the left hand side. And he's going to be tripped up and down at the 23 yard line. And the Lions, well, will they bring Tomlin back out? Yes, they will. Tomlin is going to stay in at quarterback instead of Braden Tidd, who has played the last two football games because the Lions had such big leads. Now he's probably going to see action today as the Lions have such a big deficit. Coming out to the left-hand side for the Lions is Devin Bradley. Bradley from Swanee, Georgia, freshman. 
He's number 83. He comes out wide to the right. Tomlin hands off on the right-hand side, and that goes to Pearson. Pearson across the 25. He'll take it across the 30, and he's up to the 31-yard line on the play. Gain of eight yards, and it brings up second down and about two yards to go. Ball out to the 32. They're going to say it's a nine-yard gain, so it's second and a yard. Clock continues to run. Ten minutes exactly left to go in the football game. Tomlin looking things over defensively. Pearson to his left. Play action. Now throws it out on the left-hand side, and it is complete to Nick Murphy. Murphy takes it across the 35, out to the 39-yard line. Gain of nine on the reception and a first down for the Lions. Murphy was very happy last week when he got his touchdown in that ball game. He's from Dawsonville, Georgia, freshman. Boy, the Lions have got a nice pipeline coming up from Georgia in their recruiting wars. First and ten for the Lions at the 40-yard line is where they've got it marked. And the handoff goes to Pearson. Pearson right up the middle. He's going to cut it in outside the 40, and he'll wiggle and swivel and get up to the 43-yard line for a gain of three. Second down, call it seven yards to go. 9-10 left to go in the football game. Tomlin in the backfield. He's got Pearson off to his right. Lions just have not been consistent on either side of the football today. Fake handoff. Tomlin throws it over the middle, complete to D.J. Martin. Martin's got it at the 35 to the 30, up the left-hand side, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! So he took it in from 56 yards out, D.J. Martin, the sophomore out of Cincinnati with the TD, and the Lions score their first touchdown of the second half and cut it now to a 52-24 Franklin lead. And let's see if the Lions are going to go ahead and just kick the extra point this time with 8.56 left to go in this ball game. Porter is going to attempt the extra point. Missed an extra point earlier today, just his second of the year. And ball is down. Kick by Porter is up, and it is good. 8.56, 8.46, excuse me, left to go in the football game. Your score, it's the Grizzlies 52 and the Lions 26. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. Well, basically all Franklin has to do is win today and they clinch at least a tie for the conference championship. But if Rose Holman loses, then they win it outright. And right now, Rose Holman is winning over Bluffton, but it is a closer game than people would have thought. 31-21, the Engineers on top of the Beavers. 8.46 left to go in this one here from Franklin. It's 52-25, your score, and Porter is going to kick it off. Stogner back set to return, and he's going to collect this one in at about his two-yard line on the far side. Cuts it right up the right side to the 15 to the 20, outside the 20, out near the 25-yard line, where he is brought down immediately on the play. 
by Joseph Hogeback. Hogeback, a linebacker, freshman out of Cincinnati for the Lions. Stops him right at the 25-yard line, so that is where the Grizzlies will take over first and 10 at their own 25-yard line. 8.39 remaining to go in this ballgame. 52-25. Smith, who came in in the middle of the third quarter, 3 of 5 passing, 54 yards. He's got three rushes for 13 yards, so he's got total offense today of 67 yards and a touchdown. So Smith starts the offense, drops back, looks over the middle, and it is complete, and then knocked free incomplete. Pass was caught initially by Siderwitz. Siderwitz caught the pass and then ended up dropping it as it was knocked away from behind. So it brings up second down and ten. Braden Smith, six feet, six inches tall, and he's all of it. And he is virtually all arms and legs. 8.33 left to go in this ballgame. Now a lot of shifting on the defensive line for the Lions. They'll finish up the regular season next week at home against Defiance. So be sure to join us then. Handoff from Smith. Right up the middle, and it's taken in by Earl. Earl takes it across the 25, up to the 28-yard line for a gain of three. And it will be third down and seven yards to go. Eight sixteen left to go in the football game. Third down, seven yards to go. And Smith barks out the signals as the clock hits eight minutes. Empty backfield now. Smith steps away from the pressure and now throws it out into the flat. And is it caught? Yes. Nice catch. Great play by Smith, but an even better catch by Garrett Day. Looked like, or Jace Carpenter. They've got so many duplicate numbers on their roster. It might have been Jace Carpenter that actually caught the pass, number 18. But he caught it for 13 and a first down. But Smith did an excellent job of getting away from the rush, stepping up in the pocket and completing the pass. So it's first down at the 36-yard line. Grizzlies, handoff. Smith's going to keep it himself across the 40 to the 45, cuts to the near side 50, and he's going to be brought down inside Mount St. Joseph territory to the 42-yard line. And now Smith is down, and I think maybe he got hurt. He's his right arm. He might have been stunned, and now the official is going to go ahead. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Smith was up walking away, and the official took the timeout to get him out of the game. I'm not quite sure what that had to do with anything, but so Smith's going to have to leave after being stung and coming into the ball game now is Spencer Fox. He's from Cincinnati Christian, so Spencer Fox, a junior, six three one eighty, redhead. The only reason I knew that is because he was just putting his helmet on. So Fox into the ball game number seven. And he hands it off. And it goes to Earl. Earl inside the 35 to the 30. 15. And he's going to be dropped down inside the 15 to about the 10-yard line. Earl breaking it. And the official has got the clock running again in the I'm not even sure they're going to get the first down markers down in time before they put the play, snap the football. <laughs> he had that thing running, and the play clock 
down inside 15 now, and now the chains get set. First and 10, handoff goes to Earl. Earl to the 10, to the 5, spins forward to the 3, to the 2. He's trying desperately to get the ball into the end zone, and now the officials blow the play dead. He's going to be down at about the 2-yard line. Nice run by Earl, 11 yards on the carry, and it'll be first and goal. Six and a half minutes remaining to go in the game, and now there is a player down for Mount St. Joseph. Flat on his back, and I'm not sure who that is. But he is down flat on his back. Now his legs aren't moving, so that's a good sign, but he may have gotten his bell rung. Ball going to be put right about inside the two-yard line, and the Lions you got to wonder if they're going to get out of this game unscathed. They're really not so far in this one. Penn State over Ohio State, 14-3. to That's in the first quarter with 4.43 left to go. Nuremberger hitting a 39-yard field goal for the Buckeyes. Illinois State over Youngstown State, 28 to nothing. Take a look at other scores around the area. Heidelberg over Wilmington, 37-14. Rose-Holman. Up by 10 over Bluffton, 31-21. Hanover hanging on against Defiance. The Bull- Yellow Jackets trying to come back, 37-29. Yellow Jackets down to Hanover. Elsewhere, Mount Union beating up on Otterbein, 51-7. Manchester blanking Earlham. They're going to go down to their 40th loss in a row, 41 to nothing. Ashland defeated Wayne State, 30-10. to this afternoon, and the College of Worcester defeating Kenyon by a score of 51 to 35. That is in the fourth quarter of play. Also, let's take a look at the top 25 scores as we still got the injury so far. North Carolina State and Notre Dame tied up at seven apiece with six minutes to go in the first quarter. Indiana over Maryland, 14 to seven, out of the Big Ten. Air Force and Colorado State tied up at 21 apiece. Louisiana Tech leads 7 nothing over Rice. TCU beating or losing to Iowa State with two minutes to go in the first quarter. 7 to nothing. Iowa State, what a story the Cyclones have been this season. They're ranked 25th in the country this week. Washington and UCLA all tied up at three apiece. Troy over Georgia State, 14-7. Michigan State, 7 nothing over Northwestern. Massachusetts beating Appalachia, 10 to nothing. USF and Houston tied up at nothing, nothing. Vanderbilt over South Carolina, 7 to nothing. And up and walking off under his own power is Gavin Edmondson. So that was Edmondson was the one that was down for the Lions, and he gets up and he's walking off the field under his own power. That is good news. Fox, the quarterback, he's got Earl to his left. It is first and goal. Fox is going to throw it into the end zone, and it is going to be incomplete. Troy Speakman with the coverage on Ben Fleet, but Fox just overthrew him. And so it'll be second down and goal to go. I'm inquisitive as to why Mike Leonard is throwing the ball in this situation. Up on the scoreboard, 52-25, 6-21 left to go. Fox handoff goes to Earl, and Earl's going to take it in for two yards out for the score. So it is 58-25. Franklin rolling it up. 
on the Lions here today, and Colligan will come in to attempt the extra point. There just was no push by the defensive line of the Lions on that play. Earl went in from two yards out, and he wasn't even touched till he got about two yards deep in the end zone. So it is 58-25. Grizzlies on top of it. And Colligan is going to try the extra point. And he puts it up, and it is good. 6.18 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, it's the Grizzlies 59, the Lions 25. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotion. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murph can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. This is not exactly what anybody thought this game would turn out to be. With 6.18 remaining in it, the Grizzlies on top of the Lions by 34, 59 to 25. And Colligan will kick it off for the Grizzlies. It has not been one of those days for the Lions. They have had all sorts of problems defensively trying to stop Chase Burton and this Grizzlies offense. So Colligan is going to punt, going to kick the football off. Glines is back set to return along with Speakman. Colligan kicking it off from his 35, gets a low line drive kick. Speakman's going to take it in at his 15. Cuts it to the left-hand side, and now he's going to be reverse his tracks, and he's going to be hit at the 15 and dropped right there. So he... Caught it at the 15, tried to bring it to the left, saw there was nothing there, reversed his field, and then was stopped right at the 15. So the Lions will come back out onto the field, and I think that's going to be it for, well, check that. Chayton Tomlin is going to stay in the football game. And with 6-11 left to go in this football game, it's 59-25. Franklin on top of it, and is it Tomlin? Yes, Tomlin is still in the ball game for the Lions at quarterback. Trayon Taylor comes out wide to the right-hand side. Tucker's going to line up in the backfield. A.J. Cyrus is at a slot position, and now the Lions are going to have to use a timeout because they didn't have the personnel on the field. Deshaun Shepard was late getting on the field for the Lions, so they're going to have to take a timeout. And we will also, 6-11 left to go, and it's 59-25, the Grizzlies on top of the Lions. If you like great food at a great price and great company, JTAP Sports Bar and Grill on Glenway is the place, the official home for Mount St. Joseph Lions football before and after every game. Pete and his staff provide fast and attentive service with the food and their excellent craft beer selection with 20 different names on tap. On Sundays, JTAPS has the NFL Sunday ticket with a different game on each screen. Monday is wing night, Tuesday is boneless night, and Wednesday is gyro night. Open at 11 a.m. every day at JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill on 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Your home for Mount St. Joe Lions football. Well, Mount Union, the Purple Raiders defeated Otterbein today by a final of 51-14. to Lions with the football, first and ten from their own 15-yard line, and they hand it off to Tucker around the left-hand side. He's going to carry it out across the 15 to about the 17-yard line, gain of three on the play. 
Brings up second and seven. We'll be home next week, end the regular season from Schuler Field. Defiance will be on the schedule, and we'll kick that one off at 1.30, senior day. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 1 o'clock. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looking up the field. He's going to throw the ball deep over the middle. He's got Trayon Taylor open at the 45-40. He's going to outrun everybody and take it to the house for the score. Big, big play. 72 yards. Make it 82 yards on the touchdown reception. And that makes it 59 to 31 with 526 left to go. Lions went deep and Taylor was right there to collect it in for the score. So Porter's going to come in to attempt the extra point. 526 left to go. 59-31. Lions will bring in Porter to attempt the extra point. Wind will be blowing into Porter's face. Snap is down. Kick is up. And it is good. 526 left to go in the football game. Your score. It's the Grizzlies 59 and the Lions 32. Are you a small business owner that wants more customers? Of course. What business wouldn't? I'm Dave Mitchell. What if I told you I could help you increase your customer base possibly 2,000%? You'd wonder how, right? OneCom Media can give you all the details. We can show you how to increase your customer base and give you a great return on your investment for your website. This means more customers, more business, and more money in your pocket. Get more details by calling me at OneCom Media. The number is 513-268-2799. Increase your customers with OneCom Media. 513-268-2799. Well, that's definitely the highlight of the day for the Lions. At 82-yard reception to Trayon Taylor from Chayton Tomlin. Tomlin, 23 of 40 passing, 394 yards, three touchdowns and interception. But it has not been good enough as the Lions are down on the scoreboard. 59-32, 526 remaining to go in the football game. We'll wrap things up here from Franklin and get ready for next week's game against Defiance. Porter is going to kick it off, a high end over end kick that Stogner is going to take in at the 5. Takes it right up the middle to the 20, 25-30. He's got a seam, cuts back to the left to the 40, breaks a tackle out to the 45-yard line, and he's run out of bounds at the 47-yard line. 37-yard return by Stogner, 5.17 left to go. Hey, our first basketball broadcast is going to be in the Lauren Hill Classic. Mount St. Joseph will be taking on the Hiram Terriers. That game will tip off on November 11th. That's two weeks from today from the Cintas Center at Xavier University. So be sure to join us then. That game, as far as I know right now, without looking at my schedule, slated for about a 6.30 start. 6.30 or 7 o'clock will be on the air with the pregame and the tip-off on that one. Women's basketball. We'll also do all the men's basketball games this year for Mount St. Joseph. Smith back in, or Fox still into the ball game, and he hands it off up the middle to Earl. Earl is twisted and turned a couple of times and gets back to the line of scrimmage for no game. Five minutes exactly left to go in the football game. Arrowhood in the ball game now at the running back position. Ryland Arrowhood. He's from Rensselaer, Indiana. And he moves off to the left of Fox, who's out of Cincinnati. Now Earl moves in motion to the near side. Now comes back. 
Fox is going to throw it into the flat, and it is complete. And immediately, the receiver, Adam Grand, is knocked down immediately on the play by Tavon Robertson. So a loss of about three on the reception. Takes it back to the 45-yard line, and it brings up third down and 12. Clock running at 4.15 left to go. It is 59-32. Grizzlies on top of this one and in hand with the conference title. Fox, the quarterback, drops straight back, looks to his right. He's going to throw the fade to a receiver, and it is complete on the play to Fleet. Fleet cuts it inside at the 15 to the 10 to the 5 touchdown. Fox with his first touchdown pass of the season as we look at the stats. And Fleet with the touchdown catch from 55 yards out. And that makes it now 65-32. Boy, one thing about this Hartley Conference, you almost can't win a football game if you don't score 45 points or more. So Colligan is going to come in to kick the extra point with 3.52 remaining to go in the football game. And Colligan with Bonamy is the holder, and the kick is up, and it is good. 3.52 left to go in the football game. Your score is the Grizzlies 66 and Mount St. Joseph 32. Hi, I'm Jim Lachey. Studies show that students who play school sports tend to have better attendance records, higher grade point averages, and fewer discipline problems, and are more likely to pursue a college education. High school sports also teach leadership, character, and provide the foundation for becoming a good citizen. Let's respect the game, and remember to keep the student first and student-athlete. This message brought to you by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. While scores around the country, Georgia is shutting out Florida at the end of the first quarter, 21 to nothing. Penn State in the second quarter, leading over Ohio State, 14 to three. Akron defeated Buffalo, 21 to 20. Colorado over Cal, 27-14. Florida International beating Marshall, 28 to seven. It's BYU over San Jose State, 24 to six, and Kansas State beating Kansas, 10 to six in that football game. North Carolina State and Notre Dame tied at seven. Indiana over Maryland, 16 to seven. TCU losing to Iowa State in the second quarter with 13 minutes to go. 7 to nothing. And Washington over UCLA 10 to 3. Michigan State shutting out Northwestern 10 nothing. Couple of finals, Texas over Baylor 38 to 7 and Oklahoma State beating West Virginia 50 to 39. Michigan also won today over Rutgers 35 to 14. Short kickoff by Franklin. It'll be taken in by one of the upbacks. That's Nick Murphy. He'll take it and down it at the 31-yard line. And that's where the Lions will take over first and 10. And will it be Chayton Tomlin? Yes, it will be with 3.49 left to go in the football game. If you hear the yelling on the near side here, it's the crowd for Franklin happy over the fact that one of the guys that never plays that's Colton Pipinger an offensive lineman freshman was the man who kicked that football off so the Lions have it first and ten 
Ball at the 31-yard line in their own territory. Tomlin, fake handoff to Wilson, throws it out into the flat, and it is complete to Adam Pearl, and Pearl takes it across the 35, out to the 39-yard line. Eight on the completion. Second down, seven yard, second down, two yards to go for the Lions with three and a half minutes remaining in this football game. The Lions cannot warm up the bus quick enough. Tomlin with his hands in his pouch in front of him. Play clock down to 15, and he's using as much of it as he possibly can on second and eight. Now Tomlin takes the snap, steps up into the pocket. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is incomplete. Tried to get the pass over the middle to the intended receiver, Nick Murphy, but Murphy was thrown behind him. So it's third down, two yards to go. Ball resting just shy of the 40-yard line. And with 3.07 left to go, clock stops on the incompletion. So it's third down two for the Lions. Need to get outside the 42. Handoff to Williamson. Williamson on the right-hand side. Dives forward. And he's going to be close to the first down. They've got him marked at the 42. And if that's a good mark, it is. It's a first down, and they will move the sticks. So Williamson, who hasn't seen much action today, his third carry. He's only got three yards rushing today. Now he'll be out of the ball game, and Pearson comes back in. Pearson, three carries today, 14 yards. Tucker, four carries, 14 yards. Sproul, one carry, 11 yards. That's it for the rushing attack. Tomlin drops back on first and 10 from the 42. He's going to throw it deep over the middle. It's complete. Nice play by A.J. Cyrus to catch that pass down to the 32-yard line. 26 yards on the completion, and Cyrus got hit in the back but held on to the football. Down to the Franklin, 32-yard line. Clock continues to run, 225 left to go in the ballgame. Pearson off to the right-hand side. Now Tomlin audibilizing at the line of scrimmage, looking things over, and he'll take the snap. Movement on the line, and I think they're going to call illegal procedure against the Lions, and they will, so that will mark them back five yards. 2.08 left to go in the ball game. It's 66-32. Franklin, this win will clinch at least a tie for the conference championship. Actually, I don't think they can even lose the conference championship after winning today, even if Rose wins, because they'd have the tiebreaker. So it's first and 15, back to the 37. Tomlin is going to throw the ball up the left-hand side, and it's going to be knocked away on the play from Adam Pearl, incomplete. Pearl was the intended receiver, but he could not come down with the football. 147, and of course with the Lions throwing the football a lot here, that means the clock is going to stop if it's incomplete. So it's second down, 15 yards to go for the Lions. Last we knew it was Penn State 14, Ohio State 3. We'll go over the scores at the end of the football game. Second and 15 from the 37-yard line. Now Pearson moves over to the right-hand side at the running back position. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looks over the middle. He's got a receiver complete. That's A.J. Cyrus to the 10, to the 5, inside the 5, and he's down to the 3. 
Nice play by Cyrus. That's a 24-yard gain down, 33-yard gain down to the three-yard line. And it's first and goal for the Lions with a minute 36 left to go in the football game. Williamson back into the ball game at running back for the Lions as they look at the sideline to get the play call in. 66-32. And the Lions trying to build some momentum for next week's final game against Defiance. Clock at 10. Now Tom is going to throw the ball into the end zone incomplete. Tried to go to Cyrus again, but Cyrus got his hands on him but couldn't take it away. Ben Fleet was over there playing some defense that time and separated the ball from Cyrus. So it's incomplete. Second and goal from the three. Minute 15 left to go in the ball game. Tomlin has been at the helm all day long. Fake handoff. He's going to throw it into the end zone. Complete the Cyrus touchdown. A.J. Cyrus with the score. A minute 11 to go in this football game. And that makes it now a 66-38 score. And the Lions will bring in Jerry Porter to attempt the extra point. So a nice drive. A.J. Cyrus really being the main target on that drive by the Lions up the field. And that gives Jerry Porter an opportunity to come in and kick another extra point with a minute 11 left to go. Porter puts it up, and it is good. A minute 11 left to go in the football game. Your score. It's now Franklin 66, Mount St. Joseph 39. You hear that early learning is a business issue. Here's how. When babies and young children grow up with plenty of positive, high-quality learning experiences, they're much more likely to become productive, contributing members of society. That's important to the business world, which depends on skilled and educated employees to succeed. For more about the business connection, go to bestbeginningsalaska.org. Early learning, it's everybody's business. This message brought to you by Best Beginnings and this station. Dave Mitchell back here at Franklin College where the news is not good, 66-39. Lions down on the scoreboard with just a minute 11 left to go. My dilemma is I'm hoping to be able to find my car at the end of this one. They have a perfectly nice parking lot just to the north side of the football field, but they won't let media park there. They park you over on the other side of the gymnasium, so I'm hoping I'm going to be able to find my car to get home tonight. If any of you know, that's quite a dilemma for me. Porter's going to kick it off. It'll be taken in by Stockner at the 6. He's going to take it up at the 10. The 15-20 cuts back to the near side, and he's going to be hit at the 22 and brought down right there. A minute 5 left to go in the football game, and it is a 66-39 score. Franklin on top of it, and you would think that Mike Leonard and the Grizzlies would just take a knee and let the clock run out. Spencer Fox is coming over to the sideline talking to his offensive coordinator. He's thrown a touchdown pass today. Fox, 2 of 3, 53 yards passing. Braden Smith, 4 of 7, 62 yards. And, of course, Chase Burton, Mr. Everything, 31 of 37 passing, 445 yards and 6 TDs. And... Now they will just take a knee. Spencer Fox is going to line up under center. 
And they've got an eye formation. Well, let's see if they do take the knee. They may just hand it off right up the middle. And the Lions jump, but handoff up the middle. Goes to Earl, and Earl's going to take it across the 25, out to the 28-yard line. That's going to be a gain of five. A lot of extracurricular activity going on after this one. We're under a minute to go, under 50 seconds left to go in the football game. So Franklin is going to clinch at least a tie for the conference championship, but actually they, they've they actually got a one because they got the tiebreaker against Rose Holman. 33 seconds to go. Now they'll take the victory formation. Spencer Fox does, and that's going to do it for today's game. Fox takes the knee. Your final score here this afternoon from Franklin University, it is the Grizzlies 66 and Mount St. Joseph 39. Teens whose parents drive distracted are twice as likely to also drive distracted. Our children look up to us. They pick up our habits, good and bad. What behaviors are you teaching your children? What distractions would you give up if it meant saving your child's life? Sports is seen as just a game, just as entertainment for people, just as a way to have fun. But sports is more than that, because it's what defines us. It's not just a game. It creates friendships. It encourages friendly competition. It builds leadership skills and encourages hard work. It improves teamwork and develops strength. See more impacts at notjustagamepsa.wordpress.com. Well, this was not the shootout that the Lions had hoped for here today. But nonetheless, they end up losing today's football game by the final of 66 to 39. Franklin now 6 and 2 on the year overall. They're 6 and 0 in the Heartland Conference. Mont St. Joseph now 5 and 4 and they are 4 and 3 in the Heartland Conference standings. Not going to go over all the scoring plays because believe me, there was a tremendous amount of them today, but all you need to do is look at the total yardage. Net yards passing. Well, it was a 560 to 466 advantage for Franklin in the football game. But when you took look, take a look at everything, total plays, 88 to 67. Total yards, 727 today for Franklin to 501 for the Mount St. Joseph Lions. And they're in turn led you to the final score here this afternoon of 66 to 39. The Lions defensively just could not stop Franklin in the football game. Taking a look at just some of the statistics, and most of them are just basically all having to do with Franklin today. Passing, Chase Burton, 31 of 37 for 445 yards. Chayton Tomlin, on the other hand, 27 of 47 for 466 yards and four touchdown passes today and one interception. But the Lions had absolutely no running attack whatsoever. Pearson, three catches, or three rushes, I should say, for 14 yards. Michael Tucker, four attempts, 14 yards. And Kendall Sproul had one rush today for three yards. Everybody else, under double digits. And as far as rushing for Franklin today, Jordan Brown, 17 rushes for 78 yards. And even Jacob Earl had six rushes today for 47 yards. But passing-wise, boy, take a look 
at what Deontes Alexander did. Ten catches, 196 yards, 75 yards for his longest, and he had two touchdown catches today. So did Lee Robolewski. He had four catches, 74 yards, and those two touchdown catches. But Ben Fleet also six catches today, 131 yards through the air that he had here today. So the Lions fall this afternoon. Their next game is going to be their last one. It will be against Defiance next Saturday at home. Blake Watson and I will have all the play-by-play action with you, beginning with the pregame show at 1 o'clock and the kickoff at 1.30 as the regular season comes to a close for the Mount St. Joseph Lions. So the Lions will be 5-4 and four heading into that one, 4-3 and three in conference play. Hope you'll join us then. Our thanks to Greg Mitchell for producing this afternoon's program. Our thanks to all of our sponsors, to Ryan Thomas, the, athletic, the SID here at Franklin University, but most of all, our thanks to you for listening here today. I'm Dave Mitchell, reminding you once again the final score this afternoon. It was Franklin 66, Mount St. Joseph 39. Until next week, I'm Dave Mitchell. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to an UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Mount St. Joseph University football. This game has been brought to you by the Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Murphy's Promotions. Call 330-464-1970. Mount St. Joseph University. The Wishbone on Delhi. Casa de Sanci in Apple Creek. Call 330-830-9760. And by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Join us next time for Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports. This has been an Ultimate Sports Talk Internet Radio presentation.